Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 3, Episode 33. And today, we're talking Jack Frost from 1997, directed by Michael Cooney. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. This is a weird Michael Keaton movie, McGraw. <laughs> I'm David. <laughs> <laughs> you just David? I'm da- Yeah. I'm David the Android, you know, from Prometheus. Da- <laughs> That's right. Welcome to the dumpster. So yeah, here we are. We got our third episode of Trashing Through the Snow, and we have a very special guest with us, David Aion. Is that okay if I pronounce it that way? You did great. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, I read it as uh, alien. Yeah, that that happens. No, it doesn't. No, it it really does. It really does. When the little Cuban boy washed up on the shores of the United States, I got David Elyon for a long time. (laughs) Even though there isn't an E in there at all. Elyon! Yeah, so it it varies depending on who's looking at it. Holy (laughs) shit. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, before we get uh, cooking or freezing, question mark? Anti-freezing? Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do. Where where people can find you at and stuff? Um. Okay. What What do I do, Joe? What do I do? I make stuff. You're a magician, is what you are. My day job is a creative director. Um. But I do all kinds of stuff. I do a lot of drag queen photography for many queens, including my very special husband, Pissy Miles. Um. I you know make stuff with you we worked on the elvira (laughs) photo shoot together we worked on baba shook together we worked on the monster mashup music video together so all kinds of stuff yeah it was a ton of fun yeah you um you do amazing uh photography um and you did a bunch of queens from rupaul's drag race as well did you not yes i did yeah it started with bob the drag queen because we were friends with her before she made it onto the show, and then after doing photos with her once she was on the show, it sort of opened up the floodgates to Trixie Mattel, uh, uh, Shea Coulee, I'm like totally blanking, Sasha Velour, um, and then that sort of led to other big name people like Todrick Hall and Elvira. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been a fun ride. Oh, you're telling me. Can I ask about the Babashook thing? Is that uh, is that about uh, you know gay icon the Babadook? That's exactly what it was. It was that. Can I propose a different name for him now? Oh, well, go ahead. The Fabadook. The Fabadook. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, have you seen that video? I have not. <laughs> you haven't seen the the Pissy Miles. Baba Shook video? Oh, it was fun. No, I haven't, but now I fucking have to as soon as we're done. It's so funny. We did um we did a a podcast episode, or when I say we, I mean Pissy and 
her sister. I believe it's called My Spooky Gay Family. My Spooky Gay Family. I am not. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of it. Oh, man. How do I find this? I, <laughs> I am not on the podcast, but I help with all the behind the scenes stuff, like the social posts and everything. And handles all of the live streaming videos and all of that wonderful content that they put out. All of that content. Join us on Patreon if you want to check it out. Ding. Oh, yeah. Um, And so we did an episode with uh, Trace and Joe from Horror Queers, which is a podcast through the Bloody Disgusting Network. And we didn't realize this, but they said that once the Babashook music video came out, um, they were still writing, only writing for Bloody Disgusting. They hadn't started the podcast yet, but they linked to the Babashook video every single article they wrote it was like part of their like intro bio <laughs> did they really for their column yeah i had no idea <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that's really cool I-, I had the pleasure of shooting that and editing it so i'm very proud of that and i think we all did an awesome job on that yeah you did amazingly and i will say i did an amazing uh cover a book cover that said babashook on it or it did say babadook i don't know the cup co- the book in the beginning of the video all me oh yeah it's awesome. Hand-painted. It's really, really good. <laughs> um, and yeah, like Dave said, he um, we had worked together on uh, the Elvira thing. And I got to do some some makeup for that for him, so that was, that was really cool. That was very fun. And it's like all over the place now. The comic book she just released, like her, the Kickstarter for it, I, I donated to it because I wanted I wanted a comic <laughs> book with my photo on it. Hello, narcissism. Uh, uh, it's amazing. <laughs> there's T-shirts and comic books, a collectible coin. For Christ's sake, I get I get like uh, Kickstarter updates now that it's closed and it's like keeping everybody up to date on when things are shipping out and stuff. And so like literally once a week, it's like oh the button's printed and it's just a picture of her face from our photo and like. 700 buttons or oh look there's new bookmarks and it's another picture from that same series and it's just very funny to me that it's all over you texted me and i like freaked out i was like are you kidding me you're like hey did you see this and you're like oh my god you like tagged me in something uh for for the for the kickstarter i was like holy shit i was like this is amazing (laughs) she basically has more money from me now after all the shit i bought with our stuff on it (laughs) Than what she paid for the photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. That's amazing. So, uh, so, so, where can where can people find? I mean, we're gonna plug you again at the end, but uh, where where can we find uh, all your wonderful work? And how do people get in touch with you if they want to do like photo shoots or or video or something? Oh, I'm so accessible. Well, don't ask me for anything because I'm trying to take a break. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I am on. Uh, Instagram, I'm on Facebook, uh, and it's all under at David Alon. Or you can go to davidalon.com and uh, yeah. Can you spell that for me? D A V I D A Y L L O N dot com. Ding. Don't fucking forget it. You better go do that. <laughs> Before we get into the, the film, um, do we have some Patreon questions? Yes, we do. All right. Lay it on us. Santa dropped him off in his uh, sleigh at my doorstep. <laughs> uh, you sure it wasn't Haggerty? I don't know. They were all packaged and uh, labeled Derek, so I'm not exactly sure who left him there. <laughs> 
Mickey Rooney? Might have been Pino. It might have been Pino. Might have been Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Well, Mickey Rooney is a was a, a, a blue and purple mesh uh, on the floor in a basement somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I did find the uh, remains of a broken Jack Daniels bottle, so I thought maybe he broke it over somebody's head on my porch. <laughs> it's possible. But, that, but that's the only evidence at hand. Um, and you could always head over to that Patreon at patreon.com forward slash movie dumpster and sign up for any tier and you can, you know, ask us questions, uh, see behind the scenes stuff uh, like the making of the Trashing Through the Snow promo videos, you know, the barbecue, which Dave did also help with. Uh, lest we forget. Oh, yeah. Him and Pissy. And those behind the scenes video or photos are from me. Oh, yes, they are. So... Uh, I'm just going to assume that you gave me the proper credit I deserve on those. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, can I just tell you the video that you did for Trashing Through the Snow was so good. And <laughs> I had you. a dream the other night of Sean as Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> scary i can't really remember what happened it was scary it wasn't like a good dream it was like you stressed me the fuck out whatever you did i wasn't having it i just kept screaming razzleberry gravy at you the entire time (laughs) everybody has been thoroughly creeped out by dobby but you know that's our mdu dobby so yeah um including uh ashley who's like a big harry potter fan and i just i showed it to her and she just made a face (laughs) (laughs) no no verbal reaction to it that's that's what I was hoping for. She's like, you guys are sick. <laughs> I mean, Dobby is a t- a tortured little soul, and uh, he doesn't have all his marbles anymore. He didn't have many to begin with, and he lost even the ones he had. You got to remember, this is post mortem, right? This is this is after Potter buried him, and then we don't know how many times he's had to redo it. Yeah, I love that he shakes like a chihuahua too. Like it's just very like <laughs> <laughs> he's constantly on edge, dude. Those wizards beat him within an image's life, waiting for his next death. He doesn't know which wizard's gonna dish it out. The only one he doesn't really have to worry about is Richard Harris. He's the only one that's not really around all the time and doesn't really, you know, take advantage of Dobby. At least not yet. He's like Grandpa falling asleep in the corner with like a with like a glass of Jack Daniels in his hand. Right, exactly. Yeah. Just falling asleep muttering something about an orca. <laughs> he hides behind his chair. <laughs> Revenge killing. <laughs> Mother of God. Can you commit a sin against an elf? I don't... Maybe. <laughs> But you could sign up for that $2 tier to get access to the posts, uh, $5 tier to get a Movie Dumpster sticker pack, access to those commentary tracks. Again, we just put out The Legend of Gator Face back in November. Check that out. Uh, and wa- look out for some uh, alligator tallywhackers in the wild. Oh, yeah. There's gator dick swinging all over that episode. So, And if you've been enjoying the MSC3K throwbacks, I have a Christmas one coming, so don't worry about that. There you go. We also got those mini-sodes on there, too. Yep, including Book to the Movie with C.B. Smith and Frank and Turkey. Uh, you can check those out for the $5 and above and that $10 tier. Again, the Wizards House Elves mm-hmm. uh, with Dobby and I, I, I assume Creatures in there somewhere. Uh, and the rest of the Dumpster Dwellers. And you also get that Movie Dumpster t-shirt and the glow-in-the-dark enamel pin and everything else. Yeah, net yourself some goodies and access to all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And if you're afraid of commitment like me and you don't want to pay for something that is a subscription every month, you can buy all kinds of goodies on the brand-new Movie Dumpster store, which I already... (laughs) 
am saving up my Christmas money that I get from my grandma <laughs> to buy like 17 t-shirts and five hats. Oh man. So <laughs> that I, we couldn't have did that one better. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Thanks for that unsolicited. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really great. You guys have so much cool stuff on there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. We've been saving it up <laughs> to, to launch. Um, and yes, it is a real thing. That movie dumpster store is open and ready to go. So yeah, go, go, go check that out and get, get, get yourself some t-shirts and stuff thank you to the early people who jumped into the store right away and bought some shit yeah oh yeah oh did you guys get a lot of orders yeah super big shout out to um dalton bell for with with the, the mvp jesus <laughs> i was like holy shit kebab damn dude but thank you all that have bought stuff already um even with that first day of releasing it, it was like wow i could we couldn't believe how many people uh we're getting on top of that. Um, so yeah, like Dave said too. Like instead of commit, you don't you don't even have to commit. You get that T-shirt, get that hat, whatever you want. One time payment. Support the show. Support your favorite show. How's that sound? It's like the booty call of movie dumpster stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no strings attached. Just a one time thing. You have your fun and you call it a day. Yeah. Yeah, but then it lingers around until you decide to just throw it away. <laughs> yeah. And then you, well, you also get to keep the, our shirt too when you're done with us. So. Oh, there you go. I like that. Wipe yourself off with it. Can I have my hoodie back? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we have our hoodie back, please? Uh, our first question comes in from Justin Kiefer, and he says, what's your guys' favorite holiday films? Ooh. Oh, fuck. I'm glad he, I'm glad he said uh, films, plural, because there's a lot. I don't know if I have any, because like Christmas movies are, to me, very disposable, because there's so many of them. So trying to sit there and choose, like, which is, I mean, like, I don't know, Die Hard. Oh, what? I, I got <laughs> right, right. I got my classics. Uh, top of that list is Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, Scrooged, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, The Grinch, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and those are like the big, the big ones, uh, like the feel good movies. And then I have an entirely separate list for my horror movie watches, which consists of Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, definitely the first one is getting spun every year. Uh, Black Christmas, uh, Elves. The Elfin Hooten! Oh, yeah, Elfin Hooten. They're coming, they, they, they always come out during this time of year. Um, you know, Don't Open Till Christmas, To All a Good Night. Um, I like, I like to have my, uh, my holiday, uh, horror and my holiday, uh, I don't know, feel-good movies kind of intermingled in there, so. So I've got a recent, uh, favorite that I saw. It's relatively new, but I've seen it twice in the last two years, and we've watched it here the last two years. It's The Night Before with, uh, Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, and, um, uh, Dark Knight Guy. I can't remember his fucking name. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There we go, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, and Michael Shannon, and it's fucking incredible. It's surreal and weird, um and knockout funny and it's got an insane ending and within like 25 minutes it pretty much sets itself up as a non-traditional christmas movie in that there is flat-out magic that happens set in a completely contemporary grand reality but it's all completely off its fucking rocker (laughs) i've never seen it before it's so fucking good michael shannon plays a weed dealer who might have magical powers It's so good. Uh, Mackie's a football player who's kind of like, he's having a, a crisis of identity. Uh, Gordon Levitt is kind of someone who is, he's in his 30s. He's not really sure how to, you know, where to go. And Rogan is a school teacher who's about to have a kid and he's freaking the fuck out. And they all decide to go have like one last hurrah on Christmas. And literally everything under the sun happens to them the night before Christmas. Like, it is insane. Oh, man, that sounds crazy. It's really good and everyone should go check it out. There's also like, you know, the TV specials that I like to watch. 
or like the ep- the Christmas episodes thereof, like the Tales from the Crypt episode and All Through the House, and then there's a bunch of- I was just gonna say that. That's one of my favorites. It's so good! In that case, uh, one of my favorite TV episodes for Christmas has been of The Flash, where I think it's the episode where the reverse Flash finally shows his hand and beats the shit out of Barry. Merry Christmas, Barry! That was really good. Yeah, it was really good, wasn't it? <laughs> that show has no right to make me as emotional as it does. No right at all. <laughs> Season one especially has some really heavy-ass episodes, especially towards the end, that are just absolutely gut-wrenching and really fucking good. Oh, man. That episode, I think, is episode nine or episode 15 of season one. I can't remember, but it is, uh, I think it's called The Man in the Yellow Suit. It's really good. Man in the Yellow Hat? Yeah. Uh, I was gonna get a yellow hat there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what we just watched last night? The uh, Christmas with the Joker, the animated, the Batman the animated series. Um, oh, shit. Which just happens to be the second episode because we fired it up because we we're like, oh, what do we, you know, we clean the house and we were like, oh, uh, what do you want to throw on something easy because we're going to bed soon. So I was like, oh, fuck it. We'll throw on Batman. And we watched uh, the first couple episodes and the second one happened to be Christmas with the Joker. So that worked out very nicely. You're downplaying that a little there, though, Joe, because you know what came out of that episode is a... a can we call it a meme if it was around in the 90s? Uh, oh, yeah. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. Oh, shit. Okay, look, fun fact. That song, those song lyrics originated, according to the Google, Um, because we talked about this last night. We we're like, where did that come from? Is this where it came from? No. Uh, it came oh, from it's s- not. No. It came right when the Batman movie came out with Adam West and, and Burt Ward. Really? In 1966, apparently, the origin of Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Laid an Egg, all that, was in Southern California. Huh. Whoa. During 1966, at some point, when that when the Batman film came out. I stand corrected. I want to get Batman Returns in there real fast, too, because that is uh, irrefutably a Christmas movie, and it is a wacko Christmas movie. <laughs> so good. About to fire that up in the next couple days. The nerd just did a video on that. Oh, they did. He did, yeah. I tend to agree, Connor. It's definitely in that territory of, like, a diehard, where it's like, you could make an argument that it's not, but I... I I feel like it is. Fuck that. <laughs> Die Hard's Christmas movie. Batman's Christmas movie. Batman Returns, I mean. Yeah, the themes and aesthetics surrounding it are so heavily involved in Christmas that, like, yeah, the argument for it is really strong. Oh my god, bats come out of a Christmas tree. Yeah! <laughs> There's, like, a Christmas tree lighting. Like, what else? How could it not be a Christmas movie? Do you want to hear a really gay story that has to do with Batman Returns? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. When I was little... Um, I have two cousins, Nikki and Michael, and we're all like around the same age, like maybe a year's difference between the three of us. And uh, they're brothers and they're just very butch. They're very straight. I'm very not. And I never was. Uh, and so we would play Batman and it was around the time that Batman Returns came out. So when we were playing I would end up being Catwoman just because they always called Batman and the Penguin or whoever first. And I was just left with Catwoman, quote unquote. I really wanted to be Catwoman. (laughs) So then I remember there was a year where it was my birthday, like the day of my birthday. And they came to my house and they were like, oh, let's play Batman. Oh, we're going to let you be Batman this time because it's your birthday. And I was like... No, I think I'm still gonna be Catwoman. <laughs> it's okay. You guys could still be Batman and Penguin. Thanks, but no thanks. 
So did, so did Penguin get to bite any noses off in that uh, pretend game? Uh, I'm pretty sure. That and the um, the the fish, that like scene where he comes down and he's just holding the open fish. He eviscerates it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on downstairs. What a great role. <laughs> I, I'm still picturing fucking Eobard uh, back in Prehistoria 3. Oh, yeah. Play the scene like a heart from hell. If you guys ever do that movie... I am requiring that I'm coming to be on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> throw, throw it in the ring. Let's do it. Yep. Everybody's talking about Batman Returns this year. The nerd did it. Uh, there was I saw some article. It was like, is it a Christmas movie? Yes, it's a fucking Christmas movie. What are you talking about? Well, I think it's because the nerd did it, and he gets a decent amount of traffic. So people are, people are looking for shit to talk about around the holidays. Sure. And especially with COVID, there's not as much going on. So they're just like latching on the story ideas. I also think because, because of COVID and people are inside, like they're just I think people are binging entertainment so sure I think a lot of people are probably getting around to Batman Returns because they're like hey what's fucking Christmas all right Batman Returns <laughs> but no Joe Bob actually just did um his Christmas uh, special and um he did uh code Pierre Noel uh aka deadly games that we were gonna do on the show like the first season um but i'm so happy that he did that because more people need to see that that's that french movie i was telling you guys about where it was like home alone uh with a killer santa Ooh, yeah my go-to's are christmas vacation um christmas story you know black christmas of course oh yeah duh of course christmas story it's ubiquitous uh ho- home alone mm-hmm. one and two that we stop there maybe three if i'm really feeling adventurous i don't know about that uh definitely not that fucking shit show four we don't need to hear from marv yeah rudy <laughs> yeah yeah rudy you know what we're talking about if you're listening don't fucking watch it Rudy. he wants that power rangers reboot sequel yeah the fuck out of here <laughs> with that I got two spray bottles, one with your name on it and one with Leonardo's name on it, all right? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else um, that, I, that I watch yearly. I, I don't know. I don't have a lot that I go back to yearly. It's just kind of what's on. I'll watch otherwise. Like, Really? You don't watch, like, I mean, you watch Home Alone every year and Christmas Story, right? And va- uh, Vacation? Uh, definitely Vacation and Home Alone. Christmas Story, even though it's on 24 hours a day, I still may not watch it. It kind of just depends on the year. Sure. We, we have to watch it. That's like necessity Christmas Day. We just let that motherfucker play all day. Uh, the Christmas that almost wasn't. Oh, there you go. That's on rotation this year. Oh, my fucking arch enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Prune's gonna come out there with a little snow on his hat. No, it's Sam Whipple. He's my fucking arch enemy, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, right. I thought you killed him in the last episode. <laughs> He's undying. <laughs> I'm back, Kana. I'm back. You can't kill me. I'll come back as a traffic director. <laughs> um, I, I guess my other pick, maybe a bit of a uh, spoiler for the next episode, but a jingle all the way. Oh. All-time classic. Classic. So good. Uh, very underrated film, and you know I'll save my my uh, my whole spiel on that for next week. Keep keep that in the keep that in the stocking. Yeah, especially because I uh, I just found out some I found out someone who's in that movie I never knew about, so um, I can't wait to talk about that next week. <laughs> well, that should be interesting. I, I'm I'm curious now. That is one I definitely do like reach for every year. Well, it's an unhinged Christmas movie. Like it's off its fucking rocker. So yeah, it's super fun to watch. And I'll even I I don't watch this yearly, but now that I'm about to say it, maybe I'll pop it on. Gremlins? Is is that is that a Christmas movie? Oh yeah, duh, Gremlins. Jesus. That is a Christmas movie. I don't care what anybody says, I'll fight them. Oh yeah. That's definitely like the trilogy you got to do like one year at home is Die Hard, Batman Returns, Gremlins in whatever order, you know, pick your uh, you know, order. And then to piss off your friends, Iron Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I got to fire up Gremlins this week. 
I'm running out of time, fellas. Only so much time. I know. I You guys mentioned basically all the movies that I would have mentioned. Sure. Um, I will say at the tippity top of my list is Scrooge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Carol Kane in that movie just brings me the <laughs> most joy. Even as a kid, I was like, who is that bossy lady? And why does she keep hitting him? <laughs> and, um, and then look who I married. So... <laughs> It all works out. <laughs> yeah, I got to make time to watch Scrooge. You're right. That is a great movie. It has one of the like the best endings of all time. I, f- I feel like I already watched it, though, with with Julie uh, last week. Oh, yeah. With Whoopi Goldberg. Wasn't that Scrooged? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you want to call it that, sure. That is like saying you've seen Home Alone by watching Home Alone 4 and only Home Alone 4. <laughs> right, right. Okay, thank you. You've seen Home Alone, right? You've seen the fifth one. Fifth one? Malcolm McDowell? <laughs> We still haven't uh, put ourselves through that meat grinder. I'm avoiding it like the plague, so we'll see. I'm refusing to acknowledge its existence. <laughs> it's just not real. Unless anybody's got any other ones that come to mind. Uh, no, I don't. I think that's it. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for that question, Justin. Our next question comes in from Kyle McDonald. He says, what's your guy's favorite holiday monster? Oh, <sighs> The reverse flash. No. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. I mean... I mean, he. here's the thing. He does commit some atrocities in that show on Christmas, so <laughs> I think he kills like five police officers in that episode. I'm going to say Krampus. Krampus. Right. Um, But not the movie, not the Krampus from the movie, like the Dutch... Agreed. Folklore Krampus. I feel like the movie one... Has everyone seen that movie, by the way? I haven't seen the new one yet, but I want to because I've heard it's really good. Uh, what was it? What did it come out? Like five years ago now, probably? Yeah. Something I like saw it that. In the theater. Wasn't it Blank Flanagan? The same guy. It was the same guy who did Trick or Treat. Yeah, Trick or Treat. Isn't that Doherty? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's do- okay. If it's Trick or Treat guy, then I'm, I, you know, I'll go in with high expectations. Well, don't keep him that high. Don't get crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, and this is coming from someone who enjoyed it. There's just like, you'll know it when you watch it. There is something missing. Oh, yeah. Yes. There is. Uh, it it kind of doesn't know what it wants to be. The ending burns me, but I, I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it, because I think it is at least worth watching. Yeah. It's not a good Krampus movie, but it's a good Christmas horror movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Agree. Agreed. Here's the real question, guys. Wonder Woman is coming out on Christmas Day. So does Cheetah count as a Christmas monster? <laughs> oh. She's fucking about to be, okay? If I have my way. <laughs> I think this year she might, yeah. Because that might be my pick. Kristen Wiig as a fucking comic book villain? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Reaper and Scrooge also terrified me. Oh, yeah. He's a good one. Oh, my God, yes. Everything in Jim Carrey's A Christmas Carol, that fucking Robert Zemeckis uh, horror show <laughs> that came out like 10 years ago, every single frame of it is a fucking horror film or, horror, uh, you know, is a, is a horrible CGI monstrosity. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, you know what? The, uh, I was asking about Krampus specifically because uh, I was wondering, like, what did you guys think of the monster? I, 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 I know. I don't know if that's like a big spoiler per se. Somebody, I was just reading that that apparently. Okay, so Weta did the effects for that film. Um, which, if you don't know who Weta is, uh, crawl out of whatever fucking rock you've been under and go look that up. What's I've never heard of it. <laughs> Who's Peter Jackson? Have you ever heard of The Hobbit? Have you ever heard of Lord of the Rings or Peter Jackson? No. What's I've never heard of these things. <laughs> what's the what? What's a King Kong? <laughs> they created the uh, the Krampus for that movie. And um, 
it's cool question mark it's just the fate like it looks too much like santa claus and the theory and the theory that i've heard is like oh well he's wearing a santa claus mask and i'm like i don't think that was the original intention but uh okay it was totally a mask though it was yeah i think it was right yeah it was totally a mask you can see it looks like a mask i didn't read it that way i just read it as a face that never shut its mouth because there's like teeth in it and shit given that guy's history with studio shenanigans especially with trick-or-treat like i wonder if he had a different vision and then like there was maybe some meddling oh maybe trick-or-treat was like abused by whatever studio had it and like yeah "Yeah, no one's gonna watch this we'll just put it in a shelf for fucking seven years Yeah. yeah it's mostly like a dark comedy for the most part with some like i think legitimately creepy parts peppered in here and there um, especially like those uh, toys that transform into like these tarantula type monsters or whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> I was gonna say that clown Jack in the Box from Krampus was the cre- creepier than Krampus in the movie. That was the creepiest one. Yes, I just wanted to uh, gauge the room because I I didn't like it personally, like the way it looked. I agree, Joe. Like the actual design, if you could take yourself out of you know this this Santa Claus motif is cool, but once you layer that on there, it's like I think. Yeah, kind of missed the point. Well, yeah, they promote it as Santa, like the anti-Santa, which it's kind of not, right? You know what I mean? I mean, I guess in the very, in very like basic terms, I guess he is like. And Krampus is not a singular being. Krampus is like a. It's a race of these things. Krampuses, if you want to call it that. But anyway. Krampi. But yeah, I, I I prefer the original interpretation is what I, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, though, that's what I'm saying as well. It's just, it's just, I see why they did what they did. Sure. I just, I wish it was just a different thing. That's all. I, I don't, I don't think it's a bad movie at all. I think it's a, a good, a fun ho- holiday horror movie. I just don't think it's a very good Krampus movie at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't love it, but I would say watch it at least once and you know make your own opinion because I, I don't think it's you know bad. I just uh, sure don't love it. No, I don't love it either. Uh, Santa Goldberg, does he count as a monster, a holiday monster? <laughs> you know, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> which go- which Santa Goldberg though? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that that's gonna get confusing fast. Oh no! I hate that. That's a question now. <laughs> I'm gonna just say, anytime we meet, we mean uh, you know, S- Whoopi Goldberg's uh, Santa. We're gonna say Santa Whoopi. Santa. We'll just Whoopi? put an edict down now. <laughs> Call her claws, man. That's you, Santa Whoopi. Yeah. I mean, she kind of did Santa drag in the associate as well. <laughs> Did she really? Yes. She played another white guy with long white hair. Oh, my God. It was actually pretty good makeup. I was convinced. I do not remember that at all. Oh, yeah. And she wore, like, white gloves as this dude that's supposed to be, like, the head of a business. And it's like, okay, Whoopi, who's going to believe that? I got to look this shit up. Oh, my God. How about the Grither? Don't, Don't say his name too loud. From Tales from the Dark Side with David Gale. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh man, we got to do that as a as a uh, like a mini sode. I, I really want to start cracking into that next year. I want to do some Tales from the Dark Side, some yeah. monsters and stuff for our Patreon exclusives. That'll get you that'll get you wet, right? You come over and spend that five bucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it'll keep me trimmed and wet. <laughs> Pino. I, I invoked his name earlier. He's a creepy monster. I think he counts. Oh, God. That is a very appropriate... Now, especially now it's, now it's in a post-Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 5 world. <laughs> yeah, he's just very appropriate. He's fucking horrifying. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is there other, like, holiday monsters? I mean, I'm assuming when he says holiday, he means Christmas, you know, this time of year, December. I guess maybe the maybe the Abominable Snowman from the uh, oh, Rankin Bass stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Bumble. Yeah. Uh, he's a big softy. Yeah, he's quite vulnerable. <laughs> Well, especially since uh, all his teeth have been removed. Yeah, Hermie rips his fucking teeth out. Oh my god, what is this, old boy? And then Cornelius goes over the edge with him. (laughs) He's got the hammer. But they bounce. They bounce, as we find out. They sure do. They need to keep him around for that tree. Can you imagine, like, fucking, he's just standing over him, that that classical music from old boys playing? (laughs) What about the titular elves? Yeah, the Elfin Hooten. Yeah. Um, they're kind of uh terrible. <laughs> so I mean, they're they're immobile. They can't emote. Um, and uh, uh most of their uh atrocities are committed by other people. Mm. Uh yeah. And you have to call a blue wizard to come take care of it. Hey, listen, don't worry about those Elfin Hooten, okay? I, I'll take care of it. How drunk are you today? <laughs> uh, what? Hugh, I'm dry, Hugh. What are you talking about? What is it? I'm outdoors, that's all. I'm homeless. You ask him how drunk he is, he just at, he just answers a different question. You're like, how drunk are you today, Haggerty? He's like, oh, about 4.30. How, <laughs> how drunk are you? I, what? I know you are, but what am I? I am rubber, you are glue. What you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Poof, I'm gone. <laughs> what about the number one Christmas boutique item? Christmas gift boutique item, the killer toaster. Uh, only if you have that slime that Ray's sleeping with. Yeah, but it's got to be Ray's slime, right, in there? Dan Aykroyd's slime. Uh, His UFO slime. Alien slime in there. I mean, we got to go find him. He's probably on some movie set right now complaining about aliens or something. <laughs> Black men in suits. He's got, a, he's got a cigarette or a pipe like that's just like smoked well past its fucking its its expiration date. And he's talking about, hey, well, the men in black showed up and they, uh, they told me to stop filming my show. Texting somebody on his flip phone? Probably. <laughs> you know he still has that. <laughs> And and then you said like you really and sure, but the men in black he went yup you know just side just aside real quick I, I you think he has that flip phone because he's like afraid of smartphones Pro- are you kidding me like <laughs> he might be getting hacked man you know what I mean that, that adds a whole nother spin to it FBI's listening to him and just a, a final note on Dan Aykroyd's slime he definitely keeps it in one of those crystal skull vodka containers the glass skull. <laughs> <laughs> Just a pink slime in there. And he walks in every day. He looks at it and just goes, yup. Why is there not a pink for... Okay. Do they make pink hypnotic? Because we're going to mix some of that pink hypnotic and crystal skull vodka for when for, for a special event we have coming next year. Yeah, I'm going to need some kind of chaser when I'm drinking eight-year-old Ecto Cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need some Pepto-Bismol, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's some pink shit you can give me. A bathtub full of it. Our next question comes from... C.B. Smith. How you doing, C.B.? It's been a while. We're already talking to C.B. about the uh, next episodes and book to the movie. We've got a f- couple ideas rocking. Oh, yeah. You might not hear anything for a month or two, but just, you know, let you know. Getting him in the pocket there. Uh, he says, what's better? This movie or that awesome holographic VHS cover this movie had at the video store? Uh, the holographic cover is what made me grab this off the fucking shelf, I'm pretty sure. Same. As a kid. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, Michael Keaton is not even in this. What did I just get? (laughs) (laughs) 
I would say I would say it fulfilled my expectation when I was a kid for sure. It was definitely the thing in the video store because I think I've talked about this on the show before. When I was a kid, I wasn't really allowed to watch any of this kind of stuff. But I always would pick it up at the store and look at it and be like, huh, this is kind of cool. Well, can't get it. Put it back down. <laughs> it's a cover that's instantly recognizable. Like, especially if you've seen it once. in Like, if you've seen the cover once in your life, you've seen it for the rest of your life. Like, you'll know it as soon as you see it. Oh, yeah. Although, I will say that as someone who designs movie posters uh for lifetime that are sometimes they make the movie look better than it actually is <laughs> no that cover did the same because yeah <laughs> jack ross had a face on there that was like Arr. and in this movie he like never gets there no oh he yeah he he never looks as intricately as uh, designed as he does in the cover he never looks as menacing and never has that kind of like budget yeah. behind <laughs> that look because that look is fantastic and you watch the movie you're like oh he never once has that face <laughs> there's a part where he he does it but it's what the movie you know when they were making it what they could afford yeah well uh, it doesn't really match the artwork nope no because on the cover if for those of you who haven't seen it i'm sure you have but it's like a skull with like these giant sharp teeth and like these green eyes it looks like a fucking dark souls boss in the cover okay like yeah, kind of uh yeah but to uh dave's point i just wonder going back to those video store days how many people just fucking rented that one by mistake and you know the person working there like half the time they probably didn't give a shit and just let them rent it and then you know that that upset parent coming my daughter uh they just <laughs> sat through this guy getting some kids fucking heads cut off by a sled oh where's michael keaton this is supposed to be a happy movie well the michael keaton one's a sad stinker too oh well there you go. Somebody comes in, they take the horror movie Jack Frost to get the Michael Keaton one. Then they come in, they say, he dies in the first five minutes in a horrible accident. I thought this was for kids. Here's a harmonica. I'll take the horror movie one. The Michael Keaton one comes out, what, a year after this? A year later. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to see, I mean, Connor, you kind of went with me on the last episode, seeing how long we can keep that joke going, but it, <laughs> it, it died, it died, it, that died fast. So thank you for that, CB. And our last question comes in from... Dustin Elkins. He's got a doozy for us. What are we putting in Clint Howard's books? Well, this is not Leonardo. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> Leonardo missed the uh, cutoff this week. Well, he was too busy getting sprayed with water bottles by me this week on Facebook. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Dustin says, I feel like Cumdar is producing this asshole for John Hurt's army. Referring to the titular Jack Frost? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to see it uh maybe he could i mean he's already creating the stuff apparently uh well the stuff comes from cumdar so that's like a byproduct thereof it's like third generation sure but he uh he continues he says anyways if you could give any horror franchise a holiday installment which would it be predator sorry <laughs> oh there you go that's a good one I like that. With the opening of Alien vs. Predator, the first movie, like, set in the snow, I found mm. to be really fucking interesting. And then as soon as they go underground, I was like, I'm bored. Yeah. We're in a pyramid now or something. Yeah, something. But I always thought the idea of a Predator in, like, a whiteout environment where you're in a deep-ass snowstorm that has zero vis visibility makes that whole situation even scarier. Because even if it's uncloaked, you're not going to see it until it's too late. Oh, yeah. Siberian uh, 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 special ops team? 
maybe yeah or like even even alaska in the middle of like a bad fucking snowstorm or something like that like i've always thought that'd be really fun and if you set it on christmas i think that's kind of interesting too you have that aesthetic going around you know what might even be more interesting not to steal that idea's thunder connor hmm? but let's just go with the uh, the opposite end of that what if it was aliens in a fucking snowstorm now that yeah exactly either one is interesting because like it, it's once that like one of those creatures closes proximity on you, like say the predator has no use of it, any of its projectile weapons, like sure. Once it gets in your box, you're done. Right. And if you can't see it coming, that's fucking terrifying. Because I just love that idea. Like maybe you live like in a cold climate or some shit, and there's like polar bears, and you get a polar bear fucking uh, xenomorph. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Now you're talking. Yeah. I don't think that was a part of the original Kenner line. I don't. Yeah. I don't think we ever got a bear alien. Mm-mm. Get a real. There's the bumble. That's what you'd have that line in the movie. We gotta, we gotta bounce this fucking bumble. <laughs> oh, good. Who's writing this fucking, uh, uh, oh man, I just forgot his fucking name. Shane Black? Monster, no, not Shane Black, fucking Monster Hunter, what's his fuck? Oh, Paul, An- Paul Anderson? Yeah, Paul Anderson taking a shit, because he's like, I did the, I did an Alien and Predator movie before, I could do it again. Mr. Chinese. I keep forgetting he made the first AVP, and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Puppet Master. Yep. That's what I want. Oh, man. Mm. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, we kind of got that, though. It was called The Toy Maker, Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. Mm, it's not <laughs> even close. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not. No, I would say, though, like, the killer toys in that movie make up, like, 10% of what's happening because everything else is centered around Pino and Petto. Yeah, the killer toys are not even, I would say, 5% of the film. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, Friday the 13th. Holy shit, I've been dying to see a fucking Friday the 13th movie set in the snow. You know what? I know this guy who did a a sample intro for a a new Friday the 13th movie that takes place uh, in the snow around Christmas time. Oh my god, you don't say. Do you remember Don't Hike remember Don't Hike Alone, the very acclaimed yeah. awesome fucking Jason Short uh, fan film? Yeah. They made one called Don't Hike in the Snow and I haven't seen yes. it yet, but it is set in Crystal Lake during a big snowstorm. Uh yeah, I read about it. It's like one of the, it's it's kind of like a Creighton Duke kind of thing where like somebody had like uh I don't know, been hunting Jason or something happened with Jason and they have like this history. I'm going to stop you there cuz all that tells me is that okay, it has a cool character but the rest of it sucks. Uh <laughs> no I, Here's the thing. The big difference between between that and this is that, like, Don't Hike Alone was probably the best Friday movie I'd seen in a long time. And it had nothing. It was made by people who had nothing to do with the series. Yeah, it's a fan film. Uh, so so the idea of a follow up is really enticing. So I, I don't care if that's if that's in the movie. No, I, I get it. I'm just busting chops because, you know, Jason goes to hell. It sucks. Except for Creighton Duke is kind of like the only reason to watch that, really. Yeah, and he should be Tommy Jarvis, and that's the weird thing about it. Well, yeah. <laughs> different conversation for a different time, but anyway. Technically, Jason should be Tommy Jarvis. I'm going to break your fingers for information, all right? <laughs> I think I got it. Wrong turn five, dashing through the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Slashing through the snow. How do you How do you know there isn't already a wrong turn five? I actually don't. I hope there's not. <laughs> actually, I think I think it would need to be wrong turn seven. I think. Hold on, I'm gonna Google this because I have to know. Yeah, I think I think it'd have to be wrong turn seven. I think there's six of those films. Oh my god, how? How did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. So instead of like somebody getting like, you know, they make the wrong turn instead of going through like a spike trap, it's like a tinsel trap, but it does the same thing. Maybe. Wrong turn five bloodlines came out in 2012. <gasps> no. 
Was that the last one? <laughs> Let's see. Wrong Turn 6, Last Resort, came out in 2014. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, yep, see, there you go. I told you. So it is number 7, right? Or is there a 7? Let me see. Wrong Turn 7, 2021. It's just called Wrong Turn, and it's going to be a re- Oh, fuck no. Hey, this could be it. Yeah, the Christmas reboot. He could be on to something. Oh. God, it's a fucking reboot. If there's any, if there's even one snowball in that movie, I want royalties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called Wrong Turn the Foundation, and it's got what looks like a deer skull in the front. Ah! <laughs> uh, they, reindeer, m- maybe. Maybe uh, the hills have eyes. Uh, set in a snowstorm would be cool. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that. That'd be kind of neat. Like, instead of Nevada, it's like Colorado. Yeah, well, I mean, even, like, you could do a freak snowstorm in Nevada, like, in the dead of winter, like, because it gets fucking cold in the desert. Nuclear winter, hmm? Mm, get some funk evoked in there? All right. <laughs> oh, I have one that might be interesting. Jeepers Creepers 4. You better watch out. Yeah, but it has to be made by someone who isn't Victor DeSalva. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's who you're watching out for. Anybody that hasn't touched a child in an inappropriate way, you're more than welcome to take this idea. As long as he doesn't have get the royalties to it, I'm okay with it. Yeah. What about the Giver? Oh, a very Giver Christmas? <laughs> he's got to fight a Santa Zoonoid. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh fucking my God. put it in my veins. <laughs> or a Krampus one. Maybe it's a Krampus one. He's got to help Santa. Santa's coming down with the fucking trench coat over the regalia again. What's the fuck? What is the Giver holiday special? Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what Joe just said. Sean, you must help me save Christmas. <laughs> oh, Giver, will you help me guide my sleigh tonight through these fucking Zoonoids? <laughs> will you help me guide my sleigh tonight? <laughs> oh, no. No. And you know what happens, too? It's it's Phineas T. Prune transforms into Krampus. Oh, yeah. Phineas T. Prune and uh, Arlen Crane do the fusion dance from Dragon Ball, <laughs> and they become an, uh, an evil a fucking Christmas-themed uh, guy for so annoying. Sure. Yes. He's got that, got that third eye in his forehead. Hire me, Saban Films. You know you want to. <laughs> you know what I would love? A double dragon... Christmas movie. Okay. Yeah. But Robert Patrick has to come back, right? Uh, yes. Okay. That would be amazing. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Christmas. I don't know. Imagine Michael Myers killing people with, again, I don't know why this came up twice now in two examples, but tinsel. Tinsel. He's killing people with tinsel, strangling them to death. A candy cane. He climbs up a tr- you know, a trellis on the side of the house, get his POV. He, he calls the phone and he just breathes into it a bunch of times. Imagine the confusing <laughs> title potential, like Halloween, Merry Christmas. John Carpenter's <laughs> Christmas. Halloween, Yuletide Terror. Well, I'm just saying it's called Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Christmas. But it takes place on Christmas. Right, exactly. Christmas Eve. Oh, let's fire up Halloween for a Christmas movie. Who's that on the roof? Oh, it's just Santa go to bed, kids. Meanwhile, Michael Myers is skittering around up there. <laughs> he jumps down. Someone looks over the counter and is like, what the fuck? He's walking around with a Santa hat on. <laughs> this is all kinds of unseasonal. John Carpenter's Christmas. John Carpenter's Halloween, and then it's just a fucking wreath on a door. It's just played on fucking Jingle Bells, though. <laughs> yeah, the, the Halloween 2 style with the fucking electronic uh, soundtrack. <laughs> What would Loomis's famous line be, though? Would it change? Is that you, Michael Myers? <laughs> Is that you, Michael Myers? <laughs> six reindeer! I saw six reindeer! <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Uh, but thank you for that question, Dustin. And thank everybody else. So without further ado, let's let's get into the, uh, the, the mutant snowman goodness we got cooking up here. Uh, David, if you'd like to plot crunch this uh, very uh, uh, condensed version... 
please. Oh my God. So much pressure. So there's this really bad guy and he like killed some people and he was about to go be executed. But then there was an accident and he got sprayed in the face with some acid goo stuff and he melted into the snow and became a snowman that kills people. I love that you describe a serial killer as this really bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's just not good, okay? He's bad company. He's just really toxic. (laughs) Cancel Jack Frost. You should cut him out of your life immediately. (laughs) Yeah, and his... Okay, and his name is Jack Frost, and he gets turned into a fucking snowman that kills people. Come on. I when I realized that his name was already that that I was like, oh, my God, how did he go through life? Not just like hot gluing icicles to the tip of his nose by age three. Like (laughs) that. How else do you live if your name is Jack Frost? I mean, how else does one become a serial killer is by having a a horrific name like Jack Frost? I don't know. I think I think Dave might be onto something because you think about it this way. Dobby was talking about it in that video, that old puppet uh, Jack Frost uh, (laughs) show. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. The holiday special. The Rankin and Bass classic. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it more times than I can remember, but classic is maybe not the word I would use. I think I've seen it a total of one time. I've seen Legend of the Guardians. <laughs> oh, wait, that's, the, that's the Owl movie. I'm thinking of the Guardians. But I think when he was growing up, for some reason that was hot in his part of town... And uh, he either was forced to watch it or he was made fun of him for it for years and he just fucking snapped. And that's when he started putting people in meat pies. It's possible. Yeah, he, there's all... Well, we'll get into it. Get in! You'll find out in the first minute of the movie! <laughs> I know. Um, This movie was originally supposed to be directed by Rennie Harlan. Oh my... I, I need that reality where Rennie Harlan makes this fucking movie. It was supposed to be Rennie Harlan and he, it was supposed to be a budget of $30 million. Could you imagine that Jack Frost movie? Wait, what was the budget for the, the actual one? Oh, I don't know. Not $30 million. <laughs> Definitely wasn't that much. Like $22.32. <laughs> I have no idea. However much it cost to make the snowman and then everything else. They spent most of the budget on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> Those lenticulars are expensive. Yeah, we gotta get that holographic to look perfect. They made the cover first someone's like what are you doing he's not gonna look like that we can afford that well now we can't afford to make a new cover you've screwed us all so Reddy was married to gina davis at the time she's like um why don't we go make cutthroat island instead and they did oh boy gina messed up big time if you're not familiar with Rennie harlan i mean he is the man who's brought us die hard 2 cliffhanger deep blue sea nightmare on elm street 4 a movie called the covenant featuring the winter soldier himself sebastian stan <gasps> which was basically softcore gay porn okay i'm I'm sensing a theme here because there was some (laughs) definite homosexual action in this movie and I don't know if you guys noticed it but I picked up on it right away well we're gonna talk about it just real quick I want to bust down the um uh some effects for this because uh we have Mike Deke kicking up effects in this also Scream Mad George is part of this this is uh, SMG is he's Silent Night Deadly Night 5 Guyver he's done a bunch of uh, stuff that we've um that we've tackled um but uh MSG uh Industries, which I guess is like, I don't know, Screaming Mad George's uh, uh, studio. Uh, but Screaming Mad George is doing makeup here. We also have Mike Deke, who, if you don't know who Mike Deke is, I'm going to school you because he's pretty pretty great. I, I think you should familiar familiarize yourself with Mike Deke. Um, he worked under John Carl Beekler, um, and he did a ton of Empire and Full Moon movies. Um, and he worked on, like, Terrorvision, From Beyond, Ghoulies 2, uh, Cellar Dweller, uh, Quest for the Mighty Sword, which is actually... 
loosely Troll 4. <laughs> uh, he worked on The Giver, Silent Night, Daily Night 5, uh, Lawnmower Man, Demonic Toys, Tales from the Hood, and even, like, The Hulk, and most recently, um... The Hulk with Eric Bannon, by the way. And Bill and Ted's Face the Music was his, was his most recent uh, endeavor. Oh, shit. Yeah, but he's he's mostly in supervisor positions, but he does a lot of effects work. Um, and he even did a little acting. He's the clown who gets dunked in Ghoulies 2, who gets his fucking arm bitten off in the uncut version. Um, and he's actually in the Cellar Dweller monster suit in Cellar Dweller. And he plays the fucking mummy in Lot 249, uh, the Tales from the Dark Side, the movie uh, uh, segment. And I believe he's the werebear in Demonic Toys, I think. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. He also directed Zarkor the Invader, which is a which is a fun, like, kind of uh, Godzilla uh, homage. It's good stuff. Um, and I just want to highlight a couple of these people here because, like, uh, Melanie Tooker... Uh, worked on Lord of Illusion, Scanner Cop, Dr. Giggles, Puppet Master 4 and 5, Big Bad Wolf, uh, Underworld from Dust Till Dawn, iRobot, Larry uh, Fiorito, I think that's a Fiorito. He did the Ron Perlman, Linda Hamilton, Beauty and the Beast, Halloween 4, Shocker, Phantom of the Mall, Reservoir Dogs, uh, Mom and Dad Save the World, Maniac Cop 3, Ticks. Um, <laughs> I got to this woman, Marguerite uh, Gebhard. And I was looking through all of her work, and the big one that jumped out for me was Nuki, that E.T. ripoff, <laughs> that African uh, E.T. ripoff. I've never even heard of it. Oh, my God. You guys ever heard of Nuki? No. 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 <laughs> oh, man. It's fucking bizarre. And even Kenneth Hall worked on this, which I thought was crazy. Now, Kenneth Hall is the guy who wrote the original script for Puppet Master and came up with the idea. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, I actually got to meet him at a con, um, and I purchased the orig- his original draft of Puppet Master, and he signed it for me and stuff. But he's also an effects guy, too. And he worked on Ghoulies 1 and 2, and he did the suit for uh, Biohazard. He worked under the Kyotos for Critters. Uh, again, under Beekler for uh, Carnosaur, Puppet Master 4 and 5, The Lurking Fear. He wrote Evil Spawn um, and directed it. And he also wrote Dr. Alien, Nightmare Sisters, um, and directed Linnea Quigley's Horror Workout. Okay. These, these sound like movies that need to be put on the docket for next year, I think. My big point here is, like, these these are some, like, heavy hitters in, like, the Empire Full Moon universe. And it's just weird to see them all here. And, like, even, like, Screaming Mad George is here. But uh, the last person I just want to highlight is uh, Clayton Martinez. And I just thought that was cool. Like... You know, it's one of those stories where, like, you know, he worked on this kind of movie and then worked on, like, a ton of uh, Marvel stuff, like Disney Marvel stuff, the movies, and even The Shape of Water and Jurassic World and Pacific Rim and Underworld and Men in Black and stuff. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That is a very bottom-heavy list of things you just listed there. Uh, Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, before we break down the film, I just wanted to make a note that, like, Vinegar Syndrome put this out in 2016 on blu-ray and it looks amazing uh i don't know if it needs to look that that good but it does <laughs> i don't need to see a lot of this in 1080p <laughs> yeah no and and that's the version that's on tubi i think tubi has all the rights to vinegar syndrome stuff because they have all that rudy ray Moore stuff on there that too yeah and a, a lot of other stuff that vinegar syndrome has put out honestly mm-hmm 
And uh, little fun fact: uh, my buddy Chris Garofalo did the artwork for this disc release uh, for uh, from Quilt Face Studios. Oh, nice! Yeah. Um, before we move along, I wanted to talk about uh, one or two things about how I, I discovered in the well, well. First of all, I saw the sequel to this movie before I ever saw this fucking movie. I saw what is it? I can't remember what the fuck it's called. It's called Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. <laughs> wow, what a fucking original title! Also with a lenticular cover, Jack Frost to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> That, you know what? That's that's still better. The family goes to Hawaii and somehow Jack like escapes and follows them and starts producing little tiny snowball offspring and it's not good at all. No. This movie at least has like lots of fucking really nasty gory shit going on. Uh, that movie has nothing. It is nothing. So here's the deal with that. It's the VHS is cut to shit. Oh my god, really? I just found this out today, but um the VHS which also has a gnarly lenticular cover on it featuring a snowman in a fucking lay with sunglasses on that turns into a little mutant snowball thing is completely cut. And the the only way to get the the fully uncut version of uh, Jack Frost 2 is on that DVD. Hmm. And the run times are the same for both for the DVD and the VHS because they had they used alternate shots for the uh for the VHS cut for whatever reason. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's optimistic then. Um and there's a ton of gore cut out, dude. Yeah, I was going to say it, it doesn't have the same tone at, at all either. No. But if you want to uh find out more about Jack Frost 2, you can head over to the Slashers podcast cuz I believe they're covered the Jack Frost 2 Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman so go go check that out oh shit that's serendipitous also the star of this movie who plays the Sheriff Sheriff Sam first of all he passed away in 2008 unfortunately uh, his name was Christopher Alport and his body of work is pretty interesting he was in Live and Die in LA directed by William Friedkin starring William Peterson and Willem Dafoe that's insane he was in Invaders from Mars oh yeah yeah Um, and the character in this movie play uh, Stone played by Rob LeBell Bell. Rob LaBelle is a pretty famous character actor. He shows up in Watchmen as Wally Weaver, Dr. Manhattan's friend, who (laughs) utters a line, I did not say the Superman was real. I said God is real and he is American. And he's pretty important to the plot because he's one of the people that allegedly gets cancer by being around Dr. Manhattan. Right. Oh, my God. Which guy is this? Yeah. Uh, The guy who plays Stone, who's from, like, whatever, like, spooky government agency is tracking uh, Jack Frost. (laughs) He is also in The New Lost in Space. He was in A Series of Unfortunate Events. He is in uh, a couple of things. I notice he's also in The Possession, and he is in the show that won't leave me the fuck alone, Smallville. (laughs) (laughs) I knew he looked familiar. I couldn't place where it was from. I actually, he seemed like he was having the most fun. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which I appreciated. He's, He's a great character actor and everything. Like, he, as soon as he spoke, I was like... You've said something in a very big comic book movie, and I have to go figure out what it is now. <laughs> yeah, his character's interesting when we get to him, because he has a bit of an arc throughout this film. He sure does. Yeah. So we open... <laughs> this movie just fucking drops you right in, because it's like, okay... Uh, this opening! It's a fucking VO over a Christmas tree, which I think is really cool, because like all of the, uh, the cast is all like hand-painted on Christmas ornaments, and... As we're panning past all of this stuff, um, even the title is on its own uh, Christmas ornament. We get this VO, who, which is narrated by the director, by the way. Does he do the little girl voice? Because that was the creepiest part of the movie. <laughs> oh, hey, so whatever. Hey, Uncle, whatever. Can you um tell me a story? Uncle Gary? <laughs> Uncle Gary, tell me a story, but don't make it too creepy. 
Alright, little girl, let me tell you the creepiest fucking story I could think. Hey, you wanted a story, you're gonna get it! <laughs> oh, you wanted a you wanted a scary nice story? Well, here you go. That is basically me as an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> My sister just announced that she was pregnant, and I was like, if you show this baby scream and I'm not there, I, I'm just disowning you. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> So this guy, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, Jack Frost was his name, and and he killed people, and he killed all these people, and put them and and put them into fucking pies or something, and uh, and then he got caught, and they and people only found out because they started finding fingernails and stuff like that in there, and that's how they tracked him down, mind you. He's, like, rhyming, like a nursery rhyme. Right. Like, Jack was nimble and Jack was quick, and he gouged people's eyes out with candlesticks. Is this guy, like, a Jack Frost fan? Like, I don't get this at all. <laughs> he's the Charles Dickens of the story, man. He's, he, you know. Is this what the bartender does when he's not on camera? He, like, he puts on a different mask, more or less? <laughs> he lets it all hang out? It's possible. He's got a true crime podcast, but it's only about Jack Frost deaths. <laughs> Right, right, exactly. He knows every little facet of the case. I want to listen to that one. Yeah, sure do. I want to listen to the, the minutia of his of his killing spree. <laughs> so that's like the whole intro, and then we kind of, and then we just, we just get right into it. Um, And one of the things I love about this movie, it just fucking goes. It's like, okay, that was good. Here we go. Next, next fucking thing. Um, and we're driving on this road and there's like a prisoner transport because, um, in the VO, it tells you that, uh, you know, Jack Frost was captured and now he's, um, on his way to be, um, executed at 12, 12 o'clock this very same night. So these two guards are like driving him down the road and he's in the back of this prisoner transport. I have to stop you there. I have to stop you there. Cause this is where the gayness starts. <laughs> This is where it starts, okay? You guys are not going to tell me that those two guards weren't fucking. Because the passenger guard was in the driver's lap. Oh, yeah. Like, the, he was on top of him. They were fucking. And there's another clue later, but I won't spoil it. <laughs> well, he was wiping that window, but he, he that was just like the cover, right? Well, they, they're both looking out the window or looking out the the windshield, but it's like, you're a passenger. Get out of my space. If that was me, I would have been like, you need to sit over there because you're not driving. You don't need to see out of here. <laughs> right. And that's why I don't think it was because he wanted to see. I think it's because he wanted to feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was trying to keep warm <laughs> in that cab for sure. That's right. <laughs> They were both trying to get a little warm. <laughs> well, and then the whole time they're cracking jokes like, yeah, yeah, can't wait to get this guy to get his chestnuts roasted. <laughs> French fry jack or some shit. And they have like the laziest uh, way possible to lock this guy up. I, I guess his feet and his and his hands are supposed to be handcuffed, but they're really not that secured at all. No. Also, we get like a big lore dump here again, even though we just heard it, but they're like, yeah, Snowminton County, that's where this whole movie takes place uh come we're, we're bringing you back to the place where you were caught jack and you're gonna fucking die here for reasons never explained we have to bring you back to snowminton for plot reasons because we gotta fuck with this porch sheriff <laughs> or whatever uh we cut to the back of this transport and like we were introduced to uh jack frost scott mcdonald by the way he's been in a ton of shit particularly like military-based films also he's the brother of um 
Jesus Christ, the name I just blanked on the name uh, from Fire in the Sky. I, I for whatever re- Travis Walton, Travis Walton's brother in the dramatization Fire in the Sky in the film. He, he Scott McDonald plays his brother, um, and I watched it at the at the Mahoning Drive-in uh, not too long ago because the real Travis Walton was there. I got to meet him. And that was awesome. Uh, but um, we're watching the movie. And I see him pop up like, that's fucking Jack Frost. I had no idea that he was in other shit. He's only really in this movie for like five minutes, and then it's just a VO from him the rest of it, so I don't blame you at all. But he's like some of the best content in this fucking film. Easy. Sure. Hey, buddy, you gotta smoke. Because this useless-ass, you know, state state official, state policeman, and whatever the fuck he is that's back there with him, immediately gets killed. Yeah. Hey, Jack, why don't you fuck yourself or I'm, you ain't getting a cigarette. And then, like... Uh, so, just to be perfectly clear, this is, like, a dark comedy, this whole movie. Sure. Um, And it plays out to seemingly decent results because he's, like, he's got his foot on this fucking guy's neck and he's puffing away on this cigarette. And these guys are like, hey, hey, you all right back there? He's like, yep, I'm fine, motherfucker. And he's just, like, smoking the cigarette like, breaks this dude's neck. <laughs> Puts a cigarette out on his face. Yeah, yeah. And then we then we cut to the back outside with these guys fucking and driving. <laughs> Is that why they crash? And this other guy, this Clint Howard ass stand in. Dude. I as soon as I saw him, I was like, why didn't why they couldn't get Clint Howard for this? Like this is perfect. <laughs> He was busy. Yeah. He's probably shooting ice cream man around that time. He was, same year, maybe. He uh you know, he's a method actor, you know, he doesn't want to get mixed up in anything else. He might accidentally kill you. He's in that ice cream man mode. <laughs> so he's gotta stay to himself. No extra rolls. Yeah, oh yeah. But uh we see this Clint Howard motherfucker trying to drive in this blizzard and pour his thermos into like his you know, you take you take the lid off and you pour it in. And uh, he's spilling it all over himself. He's not paying attention. These cops are fucking each other. They're not paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) They're driving stick for sure. Oh, yeah. Ah, I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they uh, they collide. And uh, to Joe's point, the dark comedy comes in right here because they do this real slow-mo-ass shot where they show the the cars come together almost like a bumper cars accident. Yeah, and it's like, ding! And then sh- everybody's just rolling over each other. It's so great because the cops are like, oh, fuck. And then Jack's in the back. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking Kool-Aid, man. They're, they're basically like flipping around, like, you know, spinning in the in the box of the uh, truck, dying more or less. And Jack's basically doing like a cartwheel in the back trying to stay level. This shit looks like a dollar Sam Raimi movie. I fucking love it. It's... <laughs> It looks, it's like an Evil Dead sequence, but like half the effort. It's so good. Uh, And again, like Scott McDonald, like steals the fucking scene, dude. Like he's literally taking handfuls of the, of the, the cotton ball scenery and eating it because he's just like, Hey buddy, uh, you got a light or whatever. He's like, he's like, you're dead. I'm going to kill you. And he's like, wait, don't, don't kill me. Well, right. Because the car crashes and. You know, one of the guys in the front's dead. Yeah. And the other guy's not, and he kind of stumbles out with this fucking uh, garland or something around his neck. He got dressed up. He got dressed. He was like, you know what? This execution's clearly not happening. I'm going to the drag bar. <laughs> I, I actually, I rewind this because I stepped out for a second and came back. And he steps out of the thing and he has the gun on his neck. I'm like, did Jack Frost try to murder him with Garland? Because that's amazing. And then I went back and rewound it and I was like, oh man, it's just a crash. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a statement piece. 
<laughs> he does ask this cop for for a light, and then this is when this experimental fluid or some shit that this uh, thermos guy was uh, driving. So in Clint Howard's truck, it's it's called GCC Chemical Whatevers, and like a fire starts, and like this pressure gauge goes off, and this sensitive material that's inside is like this this acid or some shit. I yeah. Kinda. Fly, it, like, flies out of this, uh, uh, um, pressurized, uh, uh, lid. It pops off, and it, it hits this guy. Dude, but he goes, they have a great one-liner here where it pauses on him before he gets nailed by this stuff. He goes, well, this is gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> the first of many. If y'all have seen Evil Dead, you've seen this effect before, because it's like... It's like the actor, and he's like he's like sideways, and they're just like dumping water on him. But like the shot is uh, vertical. It's it's really good. He gets hit with this fucking acid, and then just starts. He becomes the incredible melting man for five minutes. He does a reverse Uncle Frank. <laughs> is this Uncle Frank? Is this a joke? Imagine if uh, Uncle Frank from Hellraiser was Kevin McAllister's Uncle Frank, and he's just walking around like dripping blood all over the place. Look what you did, you little jerk. Cutting a fucking mouse and holding it up to Kevin McAllister's face, looking at him. <laughs> and then Clint Howard's like, oh man, oh, I'm totally gonna get fired for this. Uh, <laughs> shit, man, my thermos spilled all over. No, oh, no. This, uh, this holy crap, is gonna ruin this job opportunity. And the sequence, actually, it really feels like it takes five whole minutes. It does. And that bottom of a security guard has no reaction. No. <laughs> The entire time, no reaction whatsoever. He's like, oh, I see men mail all the time, honey. That's just a Tuesday. Like, he had nothing. He wasn't in shock. He wasn't scared. He wasn't anything. He was just like, okay, is this over yet? Because drinks are free until nine. <laughs> yeah. He just witnesses this guy melt in front of him into the ground, and the guy's blood literally disappears into the snow. He becomes like a skeleton, and then becomes like a pile of sh- goo, and then and then yeah, like Sean said, just tr- like phases into the snow. Then we get this awful, awful CG that should have not been here because it ruins the whole scene. <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah, this is bad. It like zooms in to show like red blood cells start to grow like icicles or some shit. It's like, we don't need that. I get it. He fucking fused with the snow. It looked like my Windows 95 screensaver. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. But then it zooms out to Blair from the thing. He's like, you see, that's not snowman. It's, it's imitation. <laughs> it wants to be a snowman. It's not an alien. I'm okay now. Uh, it, he's all better now. He's fused with the snow. And this this guy, he is like shell-shocked now. And he just leaves this, like, garland around his neck until he walks out of the movie. Well, he looks fabulous. He doesn't want to take it off. Oh, yeah. I guess he lost his boyfriend at the end of the day, so... Well, that's what he's more worried about. He's like, whatever, fucking serial killer melted into the snow. I don't give a shit. Now I'm gonna be dateless. (laughs) Yeah, now what is he gonna do? There's a moment later where, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, where I think the, the officer on the scene, I guess, asked him to take him through it. Uh, Take him through the scene. Yeah. And... And this this guy, the the Garland, Judy Garland over here, <laughs> he's like he's like, oh, can you like walk me through the scene? And, and he just like extends his hand, like he's expecting the guy to like hold his hand and lift him up. <laughs> right. And the, and the officer is just, just looks at him like, listen, I'm into girls. <laughs> and, but the way the like 
<laughs> the like desperate like hand extended in the air with not getting nothing back. I've been there. I know how it is. Sir, have you seen you? I'm not touching you, okay? (laughs) You're all bloody. And in that same scene, that guy says, walk with me, and the guy just sits there and watches him walk away before he gets the hint. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Walk with me, I think. And then, like, the guy sitting down just, like, lifts his hand like they're going to, like, lock arms to go. (laughs) Are you talking about the guy who looks like Jonathan Frakes? Yes! (laughs) Yeah, well, we're going to get to him in a moment, but yeah. Um, But, yeah, we cut to the sheriff, this guy that Connor was talking about earlier. This uh, poor man's Andrew Robinson. <laughs> oh, Chris Alport. R.I.P. Sheriff uh, Alport, we'll call him, I suppose. S- Sam Tyler, I believe his name is. Sheriff Sam, better yet. I guess he has basically a premonition, but he doesn't realize it that this snowman, I mean, excuse me, that this Jack Frost fella really isn't dead because he's like eyeballing the, the time on his uh, clock radio. I think he's anxious about this weird chapter of his life finally being over. Oh, sure, right. Yeah, and because at midnight he's supposed to be executed. Yeah. I guess premonition was the was a bad way to put that. I, I guess he's just, you know, he's sitting there thinking like, until I get the news, I don't care what they say. It, exactly, until I get until I get someone who tells me, oh yeah, his pulse has stopped and we're carrying him into the morgue. Like, right. It's not over until it's over for him, essentially. Yeah, I'm not going to bed until somebody gives me a call. And here we get the flashback of Jack. This toe cutter-esque fucking Knight Rider flashback with sound effects and shit. <laughs> Is this the one where they, I mean, we, the, they flashback a couple times. I guess we'll just we'll just get it all out in the open. So Jack was wanted by the FBI, and he just happened. To, he, this guy gets busted. Jack gets caught because he's taking a piss, and Sam just happens upon him, and he's like, "Hey, can I see your license?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, "Okay, well, you coming with me?" So uh, Sam is the guy to 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 break the case and catch Jack Frost and kind of steal the glory for that. Um, and Jack, like, vows revenge on him that he's going to yeah. kill him and his whole fucking family. For this dude who took five minutes out of his day to do his job. Right. Yeah. And that's, I, I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but that's so, kind of something I actually liked a lot about this movie, mm-hmm. is that this is just that guy in, like, the Andy Griffith, you know, type of town that was just, you know, just doing his job, not trying to really, uh, you know, make some big break. I had no idea. And he catches this guy who's on a killing spree who's out of his fucking mind and now he's got to watch his back i do love sam because he is nothing special and he's just a like a middle-aged cop in a tiny ass town and he has no extraordinary qualities and he keeps it that way <laughs> they even joke about how he can't shoot a gun yeah <laughs> too. but like there's i think during the flashback like when when jack puts his hands on his fucking head just like a whoosh sound effect or some shit like that and all i can think of is when toe cutter like walks up to the knight rider's coffin in the first mad max and there's like a sound yeah <laughs> to your point connor sam jumps when he does that and he just like laughs like what a moron yeah <laughs> they make him such a punk in this movie yes that like i shouldn't like him but i do i agree because even when he's like driving up on the scene there's uh there's the cop that's like moving the traffic and he's like what happened here and he's like keep it moving and he just goes okay okay <laughs> well see you <ya." laughs> they're like federal business well what was the point of even inserting these lines in here <laughs> we got nothing from that no he is a pushover but when people call him a pushover he's like yup and then just like it just, it just rolls off his back i think that's why i like him he's very modest <laughs> too because he's like i'm not a hero he's like I-, I just just do my job and i just happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time he is the rare cop in a horror movie that is 
Not a dickhead. Put it that way. Well, sure. Yeah, and that's why I think one of the reasons I don't like the sequel is because the sequel frames it like, oh, he's my arch nemesis. Ah, hunting him for so long. Like, they seem to infer that they're mortal enemies when really it's just like it was a, an indifferent act of, you know, just doing his job. Right. I mean, to that movie's point, if that is how it went, because I haven't seen it, but the way this film ends, I, I Jack Frost's fucking rival is this cop, straight up. Oh, yeah, yeah, now it is. The way they talk about in the second one is that they were doing this for years. Yeah, which is not the case. Yeah. <laughs> At all. This isn't Last Action Hero or some shit. No, no, no. It's just like, again, like, oh, random bumpkin found you. Now you're in jail. Hey, it's broad daylight. You're pissing in the woods outside of your car. I should probably ask you some questions. Uh, that's what I like about his character, though, is that he's just a nobody. <laughs> and he's like, I just want to stay that way, okay? And I think about this fucking guy telling me that he's going to get out because he's a mass fucking murderer and he scared the shit out of me and told everybody on live public television that he's gonna kill me and my family yeah right. and we've come to find out that he's been pen pals with him yeah if that's what you want to call that so then uh we we meet this agent stone character who's basically le- leading the uh the investigation and he's the guy that goes up to the, the the guy that was driving the car and says all right follow me aka his new boyfriend <laughs> And he went, I was misquoted. I didn't say that the Superman was a snowman. I said God was a snowman, and he is American. <laughs> you know, Stephen Frakes comes up, but, you know, it's Stephen Frakes, Jesus Christ, his name's Stephen Mand- not Stephen Frakes, Stephen, uh, Stephen Mandel is his name. Uh, he plays off, uh, Agent Manners. Oh, is this guy with, a uh, guy with Predator 2 gun? Yeah, he looks like Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, a little bit. Steve Mandel was in, uh, The Vindicator and Step- Stepfather 3, and he played Splinter in the next mutation oh, of the Ninja Turtles no! TV show. Yeah. <laughs> I would never show my face if that was in my list of credits. <laughs> well, he doesn't because I think he's just the voice, but whatever. And then we cut we cut to Sam's house and he's like and and all the shit happens the night before and and uh, apparently Jack Frost is dead and they hear it on the radio about the big accident and Sam goes in to see his wife and she's like, "Oh my god, Jack Frost, he's dead finally." He's like, "Yep, at least that's what I heard on the radio." And um, his little shit kid, what is this kid's name? <laughs> oh my god, this kid. John, I forget his fucking name. This little serial killer in training. Fuck this kid. He, he's like, he's like, ah, oh, dad, I made you, I made it special for you, special oats, here you go. And he's like, oh, great, uh, I'll put it in a plastic bag for later? Fill it up, kiddo. That's the subplot we needed was this kid trying to kill his family, but Jack Frost got there first. <laughs> you know what's funny is that today I watched this video from a YouTube channel called That Chapter and they talk about real life, like, you know, true crime and stuff like that. He covered a case today about a woman who poisoned two of her husbands with antifreeze. <laughs> oh my god. <gasps> oh, I have to go watch that. <laughs> oh yeah. I've seen uh I've probably seen, if not that documentary, a different one about that, Connor. Oh yeah, it's like Stacy something. She murdered two of yeah, she murdered two of her husbands. Yeah, with like I, she put it in ice cream, like in the in their desserts, so they didn't notice. So yeah, and then and then poisoned him with rat poison with a turkey baster, and then tried to kill her daughter too. It's insane. Oh yeah, it's fucked up. Wait, poisoned him with rat poison with a turkey baster up where? <laughs> <laughs> While, so after he was incapacitated with the antifreeze, she was pouring it down his throat with a turkey baster. Oh, okay. I, what the fuck? I had a much different vision. <laughs> <laughs> Man, why was he uh, face down tied to the bed? 
<laughs> don't worry about me and my turkey based okay <laughs> why was Clint Howard last week that th- those are the questions people are gonna start asking that was him with the turkey based you're getting rat poison in there mm-hmm. getting fucking worms and shit shoved in there what's his face from <laughs> don't breathe is like don't take my gimmick <laughs> When the kid is like, look what I made. It's special. It's like dripping all over the floor. If that was my mother, first of all, she would have kicked me out of that kitchen a long time ago. Okay? Yes. Second of all, is she like... Just let him drip it all over the floor. I would have got a slipper to the forehead so fast. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I, I would have gotten the Irish beaten out of me. Let's be per- per- perfectly honest. We wouldn't be on that fucking stove cooking anything. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. No, because no, this kid, he must have learned from the kid from of unknown origin how to cook. Because it's just like this slop of like brown shit that's supposed to be oatmeal. Yeah. And his name's Ryan, by the way. Little Ryan making the food here. Ryan is fucking brain damaged, okay? Um, because, like, I just want to, I want we want to bring the oats up because it comes back in a big way at the end of the fucking movie, so we gotta plant that seed. It comes back in a big way and nobody says, what the fuck did you do that for? Yeah, I, well, because everybody's <laughs> happy, but... <laughs> and also, thank God nobody ate that fucking oatmeal, by the way. I know. Thank God you're a moron, little Ryan. Like, what if mom was cleaning that shit up and was like, eh, fuck it, let me at least just try it. What the hell? What's the worst that could happen? What's this kid capable of? And she's on the ground fucking foaming at the mouth like, oh my God. Just like uh, Satan's little helper with people dying at the party, but it's mom this time in her home alone. Oh yeah, and she's like, but I made it special. So he puts it in a plastic bag and he gives it to dad for lunch. Yeah, I'll eat it later because it looks like shit. Well, see you, kiddo. And then we uh, we cut to this snowman festival because it's like this big deal <laughs> for this town. Hey, Joe, have you ever seen this movie called Groundhog Day? I've never seen What are you talking about? Ice sculptures? What are you talking about? Who's Bill Murray? <laughs> what? Um, so apparently it's like a big thing in the middle of town. And uh, we're introduced to a bunch of the tertiary characters in this film, uh, the the body count of this film. Yeah. Yeah, we're just our potential victims. Yes. Especially this one family. I think they jumped right out of Frankenstein. Oh, man. Everybody gets it in this fucking family. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth, here we are. Uh, her first role. Here we are. Is this her first movie? Her first movie. Oh boy. Wow. Just want to take a little take a little detour real quick. Um, she was at a convention. I think she was at Chiller Theater. And um, me being the person I am, you know what I brought to fucking have her sign. How did she react? My lenticular VHS of Jack Frost. <laughs> I was gonna say, it sure as fuck wasn't a copy of American Pie. Wait, what was her reaction to that? Well, I didn't show her at first because I was like, "Oh, how you doing?" I mean, we were bullshitting and we were just talking about stuff i was like oh i was wondering if you could sign my movie and she's like yeah absolutely and she's all smiling shit i pull this fucking shit out of my bag and her fucking her face just melted into the shittiest frown you've ever seen oh no after i handed it to her she didn't say a word to me after that i she signed it i handed i guess her husband the money and I was like, thank you. And she just gave like a half smile. And then I walked away. And that was <laughs> I'm. I, here's the thing. Like her film career is weird. The early portion of it is people finding excuses to just film her naked. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even think she's a terrible actress. Like everything I've seen her in, I'm like, you're fine. You're, you're perfectly capable. I think she's great in 13 Ghosts. Yeah, sure. Uh, But I can 
maybe relate to her on some level, but also in the same hand, like you didn't do anything that's egregious. Like you just asked her to sign a movie that she's in, and it's when it's her first movie. So I don't know. I think her reaction is both warranted and also unwarranted. <laughs> I would say unwarranted. But like everybody's seen your boobs. Like, is it a big deal that you're in this movie? The only thing I would maybe say is like maybe she's embarrassed of it. Yeah, she uh, she gets well. They kind of fucked her pretty pretty bad figuratively and literally in this film. Like her character is kind of just there for like one scene and one scene alone. And I can imagine that was probably not comfortable to film. But th- that doesn't mean she's got to be a shithead to you who's asking, who's paying her money to sign it. I don't know what she thought I was going to have her sign, like American Pie or something. <laughs> like, okay, but like... I feel like that's more embarrassing. Yeah, right? I also met Shannon Elizabeth at, uh, I think it was Monster Mania. And she was super nice. Yeah. But she was selling 8x10s of her in 13 Ghosts. And, like, 13 Ghosts wasn't that much better than Jack Frost. No. (laughs) I mean, the budget was higher. But, like, come on. Yeah, come on. I love 13 Ghosts. I think it's really visually pleasing. It has some like some some fucking awesome ghost designs. Oh, I do too. Sure, totally. But I and I think that movie is held in better regard than this one is like by a country mile. So, I think that might be just what that is. I guess. I mean, I also love 13 Ghosts for the same exact reasons, but the writing and some of the performances weren't that much better than Jack Frost. The main star is Matthew Lillard. Yeah, I, I think with 13 Ghosts, like, you can say, like, I was in a movie with Matthew Lillard, Tony Shalhoub, and, um, oh, fuck, what's his, uh, F. Murray Abraham. And Rod Digger. And, yeah, exactly. Like, it's, <laughs> of course. Um, so you probably can, like, you can sell that better to people, or you can talk about it with a little more, like, you know, pride or esteem to it, so. So then we go to this sheriff's office, well, okay, so he goes to the snowman area, I guess, the, the area in front of the town, ta- like, in the center of town. Yeah, he's at the snowman festival. That's where we get introduced to Shannon Elizabeth. And her father, and her brother, and her mother. Billy, who looks like a fucking Joseph Gordon-Levitt light. Yeah. <laughs> he's the Coke Zero of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's. He looks like J- Joseph Gordon-Levitt from H2O. That's what he looks like. Is this the guy that gives us this bad snowman balls joke? No, that's the guy who gets his fucking head cut off later. There's too many tertiary characters in this film, I'm gonna say, that I don't really uh, care anything about. It's hilarious to me because like this kid is like joseph gordon levitt light looks exactly like he does in uh h2o and has a similar death <laughs> maybe somebody copied this movie it's possible yeah but yeah the the only other like kind of quirk of this part is that the one guy uh billy's dad and and uh, shane elizabeth's dad is kind of like a hard ass about he's good oh he's gonna win the contest fifth year in a row don't look at it behind a, a sheet. He's a fucking scumbag, this fucking guy. This is not going to be important ever again, but remember that. We never do anything with this. I mean, it's... it's. I thought we were going to do something! Well, it's. I think it's an excuse for people not to think a snowman uh, uh, that's appearing around town to be weird, you know? No, yeah, definitely. It's Chekhov Snowman. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> and then, yeah, we get introduced to uh, the, their family. All of those people are going to die. Um, And then this other kid who's like, look, Sheriff, I built a, a snow woman with snow boobs. This is Cindy Snowflake. <laughs> it looks... Looks like that guy's daughter. It looks like Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah, and she walks up and he goes, Oh, it's not based on you or anything. I didn't see American Pie. <laughs> not yet. I, I can't. It's in the future. Uh, but he's the one that makes this bad joke. What's the difference between a snowman and a snowwoman? The snowballs, Sheriff. Snowballs, get it? Get it, Sheriff. Um, then we go to this uh, sheriff station 
with this uh, poor woman's Adrian Barbeau working there. Oh my god, you're telling me fucking Dime Star Bar- Barbeau, yep. She kind of reminds me of the crazy redneck woman from Friday Five. <laughs> god, eat your fucking- Come in here and eat your slop fucking slop! Yeah, this woman, I guess she's supposed to be the one who takes calls and- uh... Listen, this woman's name is Marla and she is a goddess, okay? She is my <laughs> favorite character in this whole fucking movie. She's basically a drag queen. <laughs> I just love that she, like, can't bother to even talk. Oh, yeah. Right. And then later when you see her, they're talking about murder, and she's, like, looking in the mirror with her little Polly Pocket compact mirror (laughs) and spraying her hair. Yeah. She's actually pretty great. I just really thought she looked like Adrian Barbeau. Oh, she, totally. I think that was what they were going for. It had to be, right? Like, they couldn't get Barbeau. Couldn't get ha- Clint Howard. Couldn't get Barbeau. Man, if you can't get Clint Howard, like, what are you even doing? <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, uh, David, because she has, like, he's like, oh, why are you so quiet? Why are you so quiet? He's like, nobody died, did they? And she has, like, a note. Says somebody died. Somebody died. <laughs> yeah, she gives him the old fucking uh, um, Herbert West. That was great. That was really funny and it's uh it's the it's the drunk old guy that was supposed to tell us the lore of the movie but he was killed before he got a chance to lay it on us <laughs> it's edgar dean he only wears that one damn jacket man i love that in that scene the ch- the chair is rocking and for a minute i was like why is it still rocking and i was like is he doing it with his foot <laughs> and then they say get your foot off the chair <laughs> Dude, some of the jokes of this are fucking solid gold. They really are. Especially, like, is it the same cop who always has, like, a one-liner, or is it, like, eating peasant shit later? Well, it's it's the one who f- keeps flirting with Marla, isn't it? No, that's Joe. Okay. These are the other two knuckleheads that went to the fucking Fanducci school of detective work. Right. <laughs> all the fucking, all the cops who aren't Sam look identical. Yeah, they really do. Don't they in real life? <laughs> they all have crew cuts, and they're just, like, big... Yeah, I wonder how much of that was intentional. But they're looking at this corpse this poor old man uh frozen with his neck snapped uh basically his head hanging off the back of his rocking chair out in the cold oh yeah he f- his fucking head has been snapped to his like the the back of his head is touching his back i do love this this dummy this dummy is really good looking um mm-hmm. oh yeah clearly he's been outside for a long time after he's been killed so he is just a fucking corpsicle <laughs> yeah so and like it's framed from the back of him so like his head just keeps leaning into frame you kind of see his like his open ass mouth and like his just fucking frozen over eyeballs it looks really really ghastly and really cool the effects are fucking great i mean for the most part in this film yeah now i will say this i feel like a lot of the stuff that you learn leading up until the big reveal that he's a snowman is kind of ruined by knowing that which i guess you know at that point if i don't know how you saw this movie in 2020 without knowing that yeah but i almost feel like the movie would be a little better if i didn't know that going into it again don't know how that would even be you know realistically possible not with that cover no no <laughs> no exactly but i but just because they have like a line here where this uh the coroner's looking over the body and saying yeah you know the way this this neck is it was held down by somebody with like a mitt or like glove of some kind because there's no impact marks on his face i love how they describe this too because they're like this vertebrae has been broken in half and right. there is no struggle or impact marks on this guy's face they got real csi with it oh yeah, yeah. and nobody needed it <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess my point is I would love to meet someone or, or hear from someone if you want to write in. If you saw this movie and you didn't know it was about a killer snowman, what the fuck were you thinking was happening <laughs> as he's explaining how this guy got killed? Were you putting it together right then and there where you're like, what the fuck? They were still waiting for Michael Keaton. Right. <laughs> 
imagine this movie hit you with a twist at the end that like it was like that Sam's kid had something to do with it. Like imagine if the movie went that direction. Oh yeah. Well, it's the catcher's mitt killer. That's who it is. I mean, he almost did. He tried to kill his whole family. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you play off that idea, it's like yeah, no, J- like Jack enlists him or something, and like he's been helping him all along. I didn't. I didn't poison my parents' food. No, I didn't. No, not at all. What do you mean antifreeze? It was a joke. Jack Frost, little helper. Come on, kiddo. We're gonna fucking poison some food. I'll call you my little snowball. <laughs> That's not till the second one. No, no. Maybe. Could be. Ryan's in it. Yeah, he could be. Uh, they don't want to panic the town because this guy's dead and or whatever. And uh, he goes back to the station and... Um... Too late. All the ninny hammers are in there. <laughs> They're like, oh, man, we got to form a goddamn posse. He's going to kill us all. I saw what they did in Gatorface. They all got that posse together with the guns. They got in the back of a pickup. We could do this. Does that, did you see that snowman's dick? It was a carrot, I swear to God. <laughs> it's on his face. Sometimes. That scene messed me up. <laughs> I went through a whole wave of emotions during <laughs> that scene. Yeah, we all did, I think. So Sam calls the FBI guy, Jonathan Frakes looking motherfucker, and he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, I just wanted to call you and ask you if Jack Frost was dead. He's like, uh, yeah, it's none of your business, but yes, he is. And he's like, okay, great. And he hangs up. He's like, ah, at least that's over. And he's like, ah, it's just begun. Stone, what the fuck's going on here? You got what? What's what's happening? And then we get introduced to the guy from uh, uh, that helped Dr. Manhattan on his experiments. Well, Dr. Manhattan gave him cancer, allegedly. <laughs> and that's why he's inventing the acid to to... I don't know what. Meld with his cancer? My last act on this earth is to make this acid that will bond with human DNA in case Dr. Manhattan wipes us out. For global fucking uh, 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 holocaust, yeah, from Dr. Manhattan. Is this guy basically making elementals? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like, what is this? How is this? Oh, the Defense Department doesn't even know about this. How is this guy just, like, walking around? The acid had tachyons in it. Oh, there you go. Medical. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, uh, this guy thinks the world's going to get wiped out like some kind of like 80s, like a red scare or some shit. And we're going to come back as fucking plant people like Jordy, uh, Veril. <laughs> Dave, careful. That means reverse flash is on this fucking thing's tail because it needs tacking on it to get the fuck out of the present. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Agent Manners, did you guys also have, like, a physical reaction every time he said a line where you rolled your eyes right out of your goddamn head? <laughs> because I hated him. Well, it's because every line he says is, like, like his character thinks he's in an action movie, and he's always like, <laughs> here we go, blah, yes. blah, blah, one-liner. <laughs> it's, like, it's a combination of the writing and the way it's delivered, but I, like... Everything else in the movie, like, it's it's satire, it's funny, like, I get it, it's campy and it's cute. Sure. But this guy, this one guy, I was like, please kill this motherfucker early. I know. I was thinking the same thing. He was annoying. He feels out of place because he's, like, he's FBI, but he's not FBI, question mark? Like, he's some secret service? He is government spook, is what he is. Like, he is a, he's a super shadowy, like, yeah, deep state hitman or something, and he's with Stone, but, like... The actor seems to think that he's in a different kind of movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's the poor man's Nick Fury. <laughs> he's Fick Nuri. Here's my eye patch. About halfway, two-thirds into the movie, 
he just like drops that act. Now he's just kind of like hanging out and just like playing second fiddle again. But like the first half of the movie, he's like, I'm in charge here. You're not going to learn anything, Mr. Sheriff. Get out of my way. Get your people out of my way. And then immediately turns it back over to the sheriff. Yeah. Like, like, why do I like this guy? There's no there's no reason to like him. Fuck him. I think part of it, too, is I hate when people correct me over some dumb shit. And, it, like, every other line when he's talking to another character in the movie, he's like, oh, where, what are the, uh, are, you know, what are your, what did he say? Where, how was your armory? And he's like, you mean guns? It's like, why are you using these big words? <laughs> where, where are the, yeah, where are the, where are the MVs? And he's like, motor yeah. vehicles? I wrote that in my notes. Nobody says MVs. Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> That's definitely one of those things where it's like they're trying to make this uh, sheriff seem like some kind of bumpkin. And this guy like some like, well, you know, I'm from the military on the inside. It has the opposite effect because you're like, Sam is just a regular guy who is just kind of right. living his fucking life. And this guy is a really irritating grating stereotype who just like who by the end looks dumber than sam does yeah so so jack frost shows up at um at sam's house and he's just a big (laughs) snowman with no features or anything he's just like three balls and um this kid this fucking kid again he's always in the kitchen he's making these gingerbread cookies and just like dumping a whole bunch of shit all over them and uh, fucking up the kitchen, mom comes in and she's like, what are you doing there, Ryan? He's like, I made it special, mom. Here you go. I'm plotting your demise. And she's already lamenting like, oh, God, I just cleaned up this fucking mess. All right. <laughs> oh, that's nice, honey. Go outside. Here, go play with the fucking snowman. Here's a carrot. Here's two carrots for you. No, she gave him three carrots. And I wanted to be like, girl, have you ever made a fucking snowman before in your life? What's he going to do with three carrots? He has three carrot buttons and one coal nose, right? I've never made a snowman. (laughs) (laughs) He needs a, this fucking kid needs a snowman puppet to figure out where the features go on this fucking thing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, put the uh, coal uh, where the eyes would be because they're kind of already indented in there for you to insert. And And the carrot nose. This coal is made out of felt. Like, the coal he pushes into the fucking snowman is not a rock at all. Oh, yeah. And also, like, when she comes in and says, oh, I like the snowman you made. I didn't make a snowman. You don't think, huh, it's kind of weird. It's weird. It's seven feet tall. She's like, whatever, go play with it. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. (laughs) She's like, get out of my goddamn kitchen with your rat poison cookies. Exactly. (laughs) How many times have I told you not to try to kill the neighbors? But, yeah, he puts all this shit on the thing's face, and it starts... It starts pantomiming almost immediately. Yeah, like he makes the mouth and it grows fucking teeth and all this shit. And then Joseph Gordon-Levitt shows up and he's like, Hey man, you're in the <laughs> middle of the black ice sledding thing. And he's like, this is my dad's front lawn. He's like, I don't give a fuck, fuck you, even though you're... Where do they come from? They came from behind him. Did they come from his backyard? This kid is like 18 and this little boy is, what, 6? No, he's like he's like nine, right? He's, he's he's pretty young. Yeah, but there's a huge age difference. The kid even says, "This is my dad's lawn." Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? That should be the end of it. Like, I live here. What are you doing on my property? <laughs> yeah, and you know, I hadn't seen this movie in so long that I was like, "Oh, does does Jack Frost like become this kid's friend?" Right. <laughs> Because he, like, came to his... De- he didn't like that kid either, that Joseph Gordon-Levitt wannabe. <laughs> it's like the song, right? You know, they put the eyes in and stuff, and they dance around. This guy's, uh... uh you know, we, we talk about Charles Lee Ray a lot on this show. 
uh, about how he just fucks off and fucks around for how long before he takes care of what he's got to do. He waits till the zero hour to get his bo- his soul in that kid's body. This fucking snowman, he says he wants revenge on the sheriff and his family, and he basically takes out their enemies for them. Yeah. I think he's just buying his, biding his time, right? He doesn't have a he doesn't have a curse to be lifted or a body to swap into. He's just a maniac that's now made out of snow. But, but did he not know like what he was until the kid formed his face? You know like when Dr. Manhattan has to put his molecules back together and he's just like a floating brain with some arteries? He's a he's a circulatory system that screams and just disappears. <laughs> exactly. He's just just figuring himself out he's on a journey he's trying to live his truth guys and he's like i'm disappointed in you adrian very disappointed <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's my problem with it though because he goes literally to the sheriff's house who he's who he says he's gonna get revenge on and then he fuck off he fucks off to kill all these other people <laughs> hey kids it's me haggerty the blue this week's special code word is Antifreeze. Direct message Movie Dumpster on your favorite social media app to enter the secret Santa giveaway. Again, my secret code is Antifreeze. Good luck. <laughs> uh, I also want to point out that the sled that these kids have were definitely purchased from Jigsaw himself, John Kramer. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because there's no reason for this, the, the blades in this sled to be as sharp as they are to decapitate a human being. <laughs> I mean, he would have been pretty fucked up, but I don't think it would have cut his head off. Yeah, like, they go to, like, you know, does John Kramer just open up shop? Like, hello, I have sleds for you to buy. Here you go, children. <laughs> They're free, but if you if you appreciate your life, you can have them for nothing. Wanna play a game? No, we're good. All right, fine. Send me your dad. Whatever. No fun. Because these kids, you know, they make fun of Ryan, and then I guess, because, again, Jack Frost, serial killer... Uh, get, you know, has a heart, I suppose. You know, they rip his head off. He didn't like that, I guess, is really what it is. Yeah. And, uh, he pushes this little asshole in the way of this sled. Off goes his head. And, uh, the red stuff's flowing all over the, you know, don't eat any red snow, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I love this because he's just decapitated and done. Yeah. And the kid's like, I didn't, I didn't do that. That's, that's not my fault. And then it just cuts and everybody's just at the sheriff's house and they're like, Yep, that's a, that's one dead kid you got there. I love the, the 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 one guy just covering the bloodiest patch of snow with other fresh snow. He's like, nothing to see here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. But it's just a sprinkle. It's like not enough to cover anything. <laughs> they they need that salt guy who walks around with the bag. They needed him over there. Paul, when they're carrying the head away, also like it's still actively bleeding into the bag, and I thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Oh, man. So Bill's there. He's like, oh, you, your fucking son, he's the devil. He killed my kid. This guy's a very middle-of-the-road reaction for his son being decapitated. Oh, yeah. I love this part, too, because Sam's just like, look, it, it was an accident. I already told we, my son. I believe my son. And the guy's like, what are you fucking crazy? He's talking about He said a snowman pushed him into the into the sled, you fucking asshole. Yeah, I mean. He's like, and, and Sam's like, well, your son's dead and mine's not. Get off my yard. So go away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy's an asshole, but I kind of... In this instance, you know, he's got a point. No, no, that's what I'm saying, for sure. <laughs> Sam is just like, well, it, yeah, my son said it was a snowman, so... Well, sir, when I wake up tomorrow, I'll still have a son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I better call the FBI again. This doesn't add up. <laughs> 
I do love that the that uh what's his name Sam was like your son is two feet taller than my son how could he have done this right uh I almost wish that he would have been like well I guess it's one foot now (laughs) (laughs) your son is head and shoulders I mean your son is shoulders above my son (laughs) so 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 then they go home and I guess again for some reason, Jack Frost takes a detour just to take this other family out. Yeah. Oh, his name's Jake. Yeah. 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 We just get a. I'm just want to just want to mark it real quick. Uh, they get a quick scene here again with those fucking letters I was talking about. Those Riddler ass notes that Jack's been sending Sam. Like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'll find a way to kill you. I'll become a snowman and ki-. well, maybe, maybe. Right. These these notes he received from Jack Frost and his wife's like, I thought you said you destroyed those. He's like, Uh, well, I didn't hear that. They are. <laughs> it's really hard. How can I destroy letters with my only friend? When you want to hang on to something, but you know you have a toxic relationship, you know? You ever been there? Yeah, he's a really bad guy, as Dave said. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want him in your life anymore, but you, but you can't get rid of him. So then we go to Jake and Sally's house, and they're, like, lamenting over um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's death <laughs> or whatever. Can you put the tree on? Come on, put the tree on. Let's get festive. And then he's like, our son hasn't been in the ground for five hours and you want to get festive? She's like, ah, yeah. And then, uh, so Shane Elizabeth comes downstairs and and he's like, where do you think you're going, lady of the night? Is our grief not good enough for you? She's like, you hated your brother. He's like, I love Billy or whatever. I'm going out of your dad. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. The son's Billy, not the dad. You're right. Yeah. Um, and, you know. I don't know, this guy is an asshole, but he is the only one taking this seriously. I'm sorry. Dude, he's a fucking scumbag, though, because he's like, oh, shut up, my wife. My wife, she wants you to shut the fuck up and keep making that scarf, you fuck. <laughs> yeah, it better be done when I get back in. I deserve everything coming towards me. Oh, yeah. Well, the kid deserved it. He deserved it. I know my brother died, but I had to go bone down in the sheriff's house. <laughs> Poor submissive mom should have just fucking, you know, spoke up and maybe she wouldn't have got it the worst out of everybody. Well, besides her daughter, but uh, those two in particular. <laughs> These are my two favorite deaths of the movie. Easy. Uh, we He goes outside and the fucking snowman's there and starts, like, talking to him. <laughs> and he's like, hey, buddy, you got a smoke or whatever? And he's, like, he's like lighting his pipe. And um, he's, he's like tries to pull this fucking axe out of his thumb because he's, like, getting scared that somebody's looking, uh, like, gonna, like, hurt him or whatever because there's a killer. Jack Frost is like, oh, yeah, there you go. Almost got it. Okay, come on, buddy. You got it. So he's, like, looking around the snowman. He's like, come out, motherfucker. This snowman grabs this axe and jams the entire handle down this man's throat and kills him. Yeah. It's amazing. And apparently bends it perfectly so that there's no breaks in the wood. <laughs> I was going to say, it like the, the, the last two-thirds of the axe handle just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, what, what are they implying there? Because he's made of snow and water. He just, what, transformed his fucking arm into, into water to get it that much deeper? No, he's, he's just that strong. That's what the guy says later. Yeah, okay, sure. He's got that Pino strength. Yeah. This is the first of, like, one of the the kills with, like, the crazy fucking, like, rockabilly Christmas music happening in the background. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Oh, my God. The music in this movie, like, bounces between, like you said, the rockabilly stuff and, like, Hawaiian, like, Christmas music. Like, like Islander holiday music. And it kind of goes into, like... The pseudo '90s TV commercial rock and roll, where it's like action figures, like collect the whole set, but like whatever that background music is. <laughs> Jack Frost. 
part two. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that idea of like, let's play some some classic Christmas music, but put a little bit of an ominous uh, twinge on it. Oh, yeah. So uh, so Jack Frost can like emotep through doors <laughs> via melting. The first uh, <laughs> teleportation explanation that I actually liked in a horror movie, because we usually don't even get that. He can, he can melt and refreeze himself. And when he melts, he can move pretty fucking fast, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's like the Wonder Twins. <laughs> All in one? Or just the one, because the one always turns into something that's water-related. Bucket of water! And this woman, she's sitting there knitting that fucking scarf, and uh, she gets up, and she sees this big-ass puddle on the ground, and again, because she's this submissive wife t- uh, stereotype, um, just like we had in the midnight hour with... Uh... Is she just submissive, or is she just like... She read to me like she was touched by an angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, absolutely. Like, there was, like, one screw loose in there somewhere. <laughs> you think she's feeding him the antifreeze in his uh, in his cookies, in his ice cream? Maybe, you know what? She was probably the only one nice enough to try that shit. I got your tea, honey, with antifreeze in it. <laughs> That's supposed to calm you down, wink, wink. Oh, wait. I was watching some true crime videos on YouTube, and I just had this stellar idea. <laughs> But she acts like she's going to flip because she sees, like, the water on the ground. And she says, well, eh, maybe not. And then she just sits down. It's like, well, okay. And uh, then then she gets, like, taken out by Jack Frost basically melting and reappearing behind her in different positions. And then uh, wrapping her like a Christmas tree in Christmas lights. And uh, really, really doing this woman dirty. He fucking shoves an ornament in her mouth and, like, smushes her head, <laughs> her jaw and the top of her head so it, like, breaks in her mouth. And then he's, like grabbing her and like shoving her into boxes of fucking uh glass ornaments and just like you know they're all breaking into her face yeah i loved it all to this fucking twangy ass fucking christmas rock and then he uh he puts that uh star on her head pierces it into her skull and just uh attaches her to the tree beautiful i knew as soon as she said that line about always wanting to be the angel on the top of the tree i was like okay i know what your death is oh yeah (laughs) he strings her up with popcorn and everything really nice job also did we miss my favorite line in this whole movie which one that uh shannon elizabeth says to the father i guess we must have because he's dead now because when when he says when she wants to go out hoeing yeah and he's like you need to stay and he said something about like forsaken this family and she says i i wrote it down word for word she said the lord forsook this house long ago (laughs) (laughs) i was like forsook (laughs) <laughs> what? I don't think that's a word. And then he goes, don't take the Lord's name in vain in this house. You know what? That's probably why she frowned when you pull out that tape. She was like, she's still remembering Forsook. Forsook. She's like, I had to say that with a straight face. <laughs> How many takes did it take to do the Forsook? It, was, yeah, it wasn't the bathtub scene. It was the Forsook scene. <laughs> it's all the acting leading up to the fucking bathtub scene that she's ashamed of. <laughs> But she she went to Tommy's, Mr. Snow Snowball's Tommy. Oh yeah. He uh you know, he's definitely going to make it to the end of the film. I can just see it. Oh yeah, so will she. Mm. In fact, we might be going there soon because uh this guy that's like in the neighborhood, his name's Paul, who's always walking around to get salt in everybody's fucking driveways. 20% off. You can have anything in my store. 20% off a shovel, 20% off this uh fucking salt, whatever you want. Ammunition? <laughs> yeah, he says that earlier, but all the people are outraged about the old <laughs> 
van dying. Ah, yeah, come over and get some ammunition. Uh, but he walks in. He's like, yeah, I didn't know how much salt to put down, so I just figured I'd pop in and ask, oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kill a snowman. And Jack Frost is like, oh, ho, ho, ho there, little boy. What do you want for Christmas? I guess this guy runs away for the rest of the, for the for a while. Yeah, for a long time. With his deli fucking apron on, kept looking behind him like ah. <laughs> so there's a quick scene where like the uh, Stone shows up with uh, the Jonathan Frakes guy, and they see the puddle on the floor, and they like analyze it. They're like, oh my god, he could freeze and refreeze. Right. And Sam's like, I don't get it. But they won't tell the sheriff about it or any of the people in the town. It's this big secret. Right. So sheriff puts on like a 24 hour curfew and like gathers everybody in the church and is like, look. There's people dying. You have to stay here. Whatever, whatever. All 15 people live in this town. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, Sheriff, thanks for getting us all here, question mark. I thought you were uh, rating the snowmen, no? Killer <laughs> snowman? Aw, <laughs> oh, shit. So, so Sam's like giving the speech, and Paul like runs up, and he's banging on the door. And uh, they open the door, and he's, like, smashing all the snowmen because he's gone fucking crazy. He's, like, punching the heads off and shit. He's like, it's a snowman! It's a snowman! I would be doing the same thing. Right? No, I was thinking the same thing. This is my favorite character in the movie, the salt guy. Yeah, fucker's a snowman. I had taken a blowtorch to this fucking snowman. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Manners is like, he's like, oh, get your guy into control. He fucking punches this guy in the face, and he falls down. He's like, oh! Okay. <laughs> yes, the way he said okay. <laughs> that was the best. Jack Frost shows up here, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he the deputy gets like dispatched to go do something or to check out hit Paul's place and like right. Jack Frost is on the road with a fucking stop sign or whatever and then emo taps into the car and then runs this fucking guy over. <laughs> It's just, it's weird. Yeah. Then he hijacks a fucking cop car and just drives around. Well, they have to create that fake tension because then he's like, oh, oh, well, uh, my wife, no one told me my wife went home. She's like, because they, they go to like the church or wherever where they where everyone's holed up and his son's like, yeah, mom went home for some extra blankets. And so you have this fake tension that, oh shit, Jack Frost is driving the cop car to her house. Yeah, and then like there's like a fake... Uh, fake out where like you think it's Jack Frost coming in but it's just like a pipe break and then like the cop car is like the other guy Joe and he's like oh, I stopped your leak ma'am let's go back to the church now we gotta leave so Shannon Elizabeth and that guy Billy could fuck in your house for some reason it was so like she was mean to Joe yes and I don't know why he fixed her leak for her and first he shows up and she's like you scared me don't ever do that to me again and then he fixes it and, and she goes we ought to fix you joe and i wanted him to be like fuck you bitch <laughs> i'm here to fix your pipes ma'am and when i say fix your pipes i don't mean that's an innuendo <laughs> <laughs> let me put on this sopping cold hat in the middle of fucking december let's go let's go outside now it literally looked like he waited to fill the hat up with water and then put it on his head <laughs> i was half expecting like a ghost shark situation where like jack was in that water and was gonna like freeze his fucking head or something right i think that's the point of that scene is to do like a fake scare out where you're waiting for jack to come out of the water yeah for sure well no yeah 100 percent. side note water doesn't burst from your drain 
like that. that that's not the. <laughs> that's not where the water's coming from, folks. You know how these low budget movies work. They gotta they gotta work with what they can, right? Sure. Yeah, appliances work how you need them to in these kind of movies. So they fuck off to the church, and Shannon Elizabeth and and her boyfriend are fucking waiting outside the sheriff's house because she wants to go in there and fuck. What is up with this? Is she, like, trying to get revenge? This whole thing, what made no sense to me. Your entire, your entire family is dead. Yeah. And you're out here fucking. Like, what? Not only are you fucking, but you're going to the sheriff's house to fuck. I don't get it. Yeah, what, what is what is the end game here? Like, like you're going to get caught, especially with how just carelessly they're moving around this house. Yeah. Well, they strip in the fucking kitchen and leave all their fucking clothes all over the place <laughs> they're drinking their wine they're using their appliances yeah they're using the fucking hair dryers and shit taking a bath and this leads me to th- th- not the scene but it leads me to the moment that i think is the most unrealistic part of the movie it's not the killer snowman and it's not <laughs> the disappearing axe handle it's the fact that this bitch took three hours to blow dry her motherfucking hair and then she gets in the tub to wet her hair again yeah what what clearly a man wrote this because i know when my mom does her hair she is not going anywhere near water she is like gizmo okay (laughs) she is not doing it dude when i when i dry my hair without a blow dryer the last thing i'm gonna do is go get it fucking wet again okay i've got too much (laughs) put that shit in a hairnet or or a shower cap rather and uh don't dunk that at all it made no sense or shower first then blow dry your hair like a normal human being would well you know her boyfriend you know after he's murdered by uh projectile icicles as we get the reveal of jack frost oh my god because we haven't seen him yet no we haven't seen him yet because he hears something outside somebody throws a snowball at the window and scares the shit out of him and the kid thinks it's the sheriff so he grabs like an ice pick and he like goes to open the door he's like who's out there fucker and Jack Frost fucking comes right in that doorway, and he's like, well, it ain't fucking Frosty. And then, yeah. So when he goes to get ice out of the fridge, the ice that's built up in the fridge has a snowman face in the middle of it. So Jack's already in the house. No, he's not in the house. It's another fake out. It looked like it was. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a fake out. It looked like it was his face, though. I thought the same thing. Because it looked, there's like, it, there's very clearly like a smiley face made of what looks like coal in the freezer already. There's definitely a carrot in that freezer. Who the fuck's putting a carrot in the freezer? folks that fucking kid so apparently this is where you find out he can grow icicles off his body he can shoot them out well yeah he shoots them out like out of like his you know quote unquote uh hand his big old mitts one one in this guy's shoulder and the other one through the fucking forehead i think he discovers it when when we discover it it's a it's a journey of self-discovery is really the theme of this movie he's unlocking his own potential throughout the film exactly yes it's about finding out what you're capable of yeah it's like when goku comes dynamic and he's like i can read your mind krillin and he never does it again (laughs) (laughs) akira toriyama trying to save some fucking panel space is what that was <laughs> yeah. he literally like goes to reach for this guy and he's like oh i can shoot icicles okay i'm gonna just do this once in the movie right remember when michael myers hung that guy up on the wall with his fucking knife <laughs> with the knife um but yeah he goes upstairs and again he's experimenting with his powers and he says you know what i'm a piece of shit murderer i might as well just like rape this poor little girl i'll just become a bath okay <laughs> <laughs> this scene 
this scene. I, that's what he does. It's fucked up. It's terrible. I want to preface this before we start talking about it, just real quick. I read that the d- director's intention for this scene was not what it came out to be. It was like a post thing that they decided to add the uh, uh, rape context, but I don't think that's accurate. No. Mm-mm. I mean, it looks like if you if you take that idea out of it, it looks like he's rambling her into the wall just like from her, just her head. It looks like he's just slamming her against the walls. With no carrot nose. But where was his nose? Where was his nose? Right! That was intentional. Right! Yeah. They didn't remove that in post. Because the carrot's already there. Because, yeah, the carrot, like, she's in the water... And the carrot's already in the water, and it rubs against her leg, and she's like, Billy, no! And then, like, the water becomes snow, and then it forms into a snowman, and then, yeah, he's got her arms locked in his body. All to this fucking, like, all to this fucking crazy music, dude. It's like this, again, the rockabilly Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. It was like, it, it, it started, and I was like, oh my god, this is actually a really cool kill, because he is the bath. Sure. Yeah. And then he starts ramming her her into the wall and i saw it the same way at first i was like oh he's ramming her head into the wall she's gonna die and then i was like where's his nose oh my god where is his nose where is the carrot and then i realized what was happening that's what he said in the in the post he was like he was like yeah well we forgot the carrot so we just made it a sex scene (laughs) bullshit and i'm like I don't think so. Wait, uh, no, no, I can't, I can't, I can't believe that. Come on. Nobody, nobody who was on set that day said, oh no, we forgot the carrot on the snowman whose only discernible features are snow, coal, scarf, and carrots. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mike Cooney, this is him doing damage control after the movie came out. And this is like the one scene universally that people were like, wow, Mike. That kind of brought the fucking movie down quite a bit. Do you have anything to say about this rape scene inserted in the middle of your dark comedy horror fucking Christmas movie? Uh, 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 it, it was a mistake. Uh, they did it, but it wasn't me. They, this is the scene everybody talks about. Though. <laughs> you know well, sure, mean? but like maybe not for the reasons he wanted. How much do you want to bet they filmed it with the carrot and someone's like, what if you take the carrot out of his face and just imply that it's in the fucking water? And like, good idea. And they filmed it that way. Like, perfect. And then we're going to, and then she's going to die and we're going to put that carrot back and say, man, I guess Christmas came early this year. Hope it was good for you. Right! That is the most groan-inducing part of the whole film. Yeah. Ooh, that was that was low. That was a low point. Anyway, I'm getting Draniac fucking, you know, is coming back into my brain with this shit. That had a tub, too, with monsters in it, yeah. Yeah. Exa- that's what I'm saying! So, we get back to the, the, the sheriff station, and um, they think the deputy who was, like, ran over shows up, but it's fucking Jack Frost in his cop car. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then, and then Manners unloads on him with his fucking Friday 6 fucking gun. Oh, he, the red dot goes bang and his fucking head goes flying. Uh, and, uh, that scientist guy Stone is like, yeah, it's not gonna do anything. And they're like, yeah, well, okay, it seemed to work. Nope. Oh, not at all. Then they have this convoluted-ass plan. <sighs> Man, so Jack's coming in the fucking door and he's, like, doing his water thing underneath the door again. And we also find out here that he's he's hurt by um, uh, hair dryers and he can only be hurt when he's frozen, not when he's in his liquid state. Right, and they just happen to have these lying around the police station. Well, it made sense because that's Marla's hair dryer. And she's very, uh... 
high maintenance. Sure. She's got that beautiful head of hair. She has to maintain that perm, guys. Like, she has to... Yeah. See, that's believable, but... <laughs> The hair dryers later in the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What drag show did you have here where they all <laughs> left their hair dryer? <laughs> Is this the same town from Tuong Fu, you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's winter, though. It, it basically, right? It's like 50 hair dryers. <laughs> Instead of the strawberry festival, they had the snowman festival. Yeah, right. <laughs> the ice queen. <laughs> But they, yeah, they're in the police station. They're trying to get the fuck away from him. And then the sheriff kind of like holds them back for a hot minute. You know, no pun intended. They have no, they have no extra guns, but they have a locker full of bug bombs and hairspray. <laughs> right. Which I was very confused about this scene until the, uh, until it finished. I was like, what is the point of this nonsense? Uh, there's a lot of like false tension in this scene or like really bad tension because like he's got like, they're trying to get out, but the fucking window's locked. So he has to go all the way back down the hallway full of fucking deadly, uh, uh gases to get this fucking key to unlock. It, but all the while, Jack Frost is like melting under the door to get in. Right. I guess the idea is they're going to try to blow him up, blow up the police station. Yeah, they're going to blow him up. But also, like, Manners has a gun. Oh, oh, well, we're going to open it and we're going to, we're going to, you know, keep the gases all in here. Just break the fucking window open with the butt of the gun. What are you doing? I guess you could have did that, right? Yeah. I was going to say, he's like, don't shoot the lock. And he's like, oh, we're going to blow us up. And to add an additional wrinkle to this fucking scene, Paul is in the goddamn cell. And he's like, wait, don't leave me in here. And he's like, okay. And he didn't say nothing the first time no. around. If he didn't go back for that key, he would have been in there when it blew up. Like, what? Were you taking a nap, sir? Like, what's happening? I smell bug spray. Why was he even in there? Because he was punching snowmen out? <laughs> I don't know. They locked him up. Yeah. Lock him up. He was pulling a, a, a Dwight from the office. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like in this in this small podunk town, like knocking over snowman is probably equivalent to disturbing the peace. And yeah, they probably throw you in a, like a drunk tank for it. <laughs> so they, they finally open this window. They're getting everybody out. Jack Frost is right on their ass and they close the window and uh, Jonathan Frakes shoots the fucking window question mark and the entire police station explodes and um, Jack Frost dies question mark. Nope. And then out of the fucking flames walks the tyrant. <laughs> Robert Patrick walks right out, yeah. This is also very much like after uh, Adrian Veidt blows up Dr. Manhattan, he's like, I'm disappointed in you, Adrian. Recon reconstituting is the first <laughs> trick I learned after becoming Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> I love the uh, reverse photography in this of the snow melting and reforming. I think it's really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah that's mm -hmm. cool. It, it explodes and like Jack's putting himself back together, but he's all fucked up and he's like, oh, look, I'm Picasso. Ha <laughs> ha. Because Toy Story was three years ago. <laughs> Remember Toy Story? Then they all run off. Okay, what's our next plan? Oh, the church has a uh, furnace in the bottom. Remember that from the beginning of the movie? You ever see Hocus Pocus? It came out like three years ago. <laughs> you ever see Return <laughs> of the Living Dead? <laughs> Where's Clue? Get Clue in here. He can brain him. So they all go to the church, and they're going to lure him in, because they don't expect that he's going to just go there on his own. And uh, he, he comes... And they got these hair dryers ready to go. Dude, he fucking critters. He critters too right through that fucking door. Oh, right. Yeah, he totally does. You're right. He's like a giant snowball <laughs> that fucking blows through this church door. Also, lest we forget, R.I.P. Uh, Marla. Oh. <laughs> because they lock her out of the church. Like, how could Sam lock out his number one woman? 
And then she just looks at the cop next to her that also got locked out. She's like, your place or mine? And that's it. She's done for the movie. Exit stage left. That's a wrap on Marla. <laughs> hey, she's getting laid. Literally fucks out of the movie. <laughs> she's got priorities. She knows that it's uh, not on her fucking trail anymore. Ditch that fucking snowman shit. I'm not the target here. Like, I can go home and I can bone down and no one's going to bother me. Yeah. Nope. And go to sleep and wake up and have breakfast. No problem. There you go. Perfect. Then you still have a job. You're not dead. She's like, if they die, I might not have work tomorrow so we can sleep in. Yeah, it's snow day. Get it? <laughs> but yeah, so Jackie comes out of this big snowball and they're already with the hair dryers. No, no one has an extension cord, but they're all connected into the same power strip. I'm waiting for an electrical fire. Oh my God. The old man would have a fucking, would have a conniption, dude. He'd have to, ch- he'd have to change that fuse quicker than a jackrabbit <laughs> on a hot date. Yep. Just don't knock over his leg lamp. What isn't there some point like a, a priest like goes downstairs and shuts the furnace off? He's like, that'll chill these folks out. Well, no, he turns it on. He turns it on. He's like, ha, ha. he was a priest, wasn't he? I was trying to figure that out. Well, because there's a callback <laughs> earlier when uh we didn't talk about it, but when when they're talking about, oh, mom went back for more blankets. The priest is putting the heat on any minute. And then he puts it on. Yeah, ooh, it's getting toasty. Ah. Uh. And they just reuse the same footage. Real quick, they have a, there's a uh, a lore dump here, like the actual lore dump from Stone. He's like, yeah, Jack Frost was an accident. He's like, to ensure survival from global holocaust, I created an acid that would bond human DNA to inert objects. And then we could all be resurrected if Dr. Manhattan killed us all. What a terrible fucking idea, first of all. Right! Ugh. What is he talking about? Because I would like to die and then come back fused with like a desk chair like that sounds great doesn't it yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm just a fucking elemental with a human penis i suppose walking around yeah i i am i am whatever i happen to be killed next to if you hit me with this fucking acid cool i'm a microphone awesome i'm the thing without any charm i'm just a bunch of rocks walking around that can't die great i'm a sweater great yeah what kind of forced weird like evolutionary virus are you trying to fucking you know run let run rampant on humanity (laughs) who knows he's hooking up with china dude i'm telling you right now this is a john hurt fucking program Put him, put him in the Jack Frost program? That's what I'm thinking. I think he's in charge of this. He's working on the Buchanan. He put some other people in charge of this, but he is the guy they answer to. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, this. Oh, he's definitely a Buchanan denizen for sure, yeah. What do you mean you made an ass of the balls of human today? Oh, you fucking idiot. Just give me that snowman. I mean, Dustin's saying that Cumdar could be involved in the creation of Jack Frost, so... Kumdar does work for Hurt. He's more muscle, but he definitely, you know, anything he creates, he gives it to Hurt because he doesn't know what the fuck to do with it. I'm going over Dr. Buchanan's head this time. Please make this mutant snowman. Oh, my cum is, my cum is acid, and I fucking came on this serial killer, and he became a mutant snowman. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You guys have ruined my childhood with Kumdar, by the way. <laughs> I just, I, I meant to tell you that earlier, but thank you for that. <laughs> I'm sure we've ruined plenty of childhood uh, memories with lots of the jokes in this show. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. They've only enhanced mine, so. Yeah, mine too. So he's, he makes some comment like, oh, the soul exists and the soul's a chemical because that's how he came back as a fucking snowman or whatever. And nobody, everyone's like, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. This guy, he's got to go. We're not, we're not capturing him in an unsealable box. Yeah, because he wants to capture this thing and they're like, no, and it's not happening. He's like, where's well, a wonder of nature? So they fucking force him into this uh, Sanderson sisters uh, 
furnace and he like steams out of it and of course and everybody's like oh yeah he we saved the day he's gone they really let their guards down like he survived an explosion and just because there's a like has anybody ever drank a fucking cold soda on a hot day you know what i'm saying <laughs> no yeah has anyone ever gone to science class like water can exist as a solid a liquid and a gas and a gas not these people because then stone and manners get taken out, and, and it's kind of funny to me, because you have Stone talking to Jack Frost, like, oh, oh, wait, wait, before you kill me, he's like, what does it feel like? You're immortal, how does it feel? And Jack Frost is like, yeah, it feels cold! Yeah. Cold! It feels cold, it's the icy sound of your doom. What killed the ice? What killed the dinosaurs? The snowman! <laughs> Jack Frost! <laughs> and then we have this great scene. Wait a second, hold on, we gotta just mention the fact that, like, the way he kills Manners and, and Stone is that his mouth becomes gigantic and has these giant icicle teeth that he bites them with and, like, eats them. Yeah, the, the poor man's version of the cover they were trying to imitate. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so Jack comes back and, like, he's chasing after Sam and Ryan, and they, like, get into uh, Sam's car, and again, the Emotep thing, he, they, he fucking floods the car and is in the back seat, and they break out of the window, and in a last-ditch effort, I guess, Sam grabs the fucking oats from the beginning of the movie, that plastic baggie, and fucking smashes this over the snowman's face. What? And it melts half of his head. Like a fucking a holy water water balloon from 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 till dawn. And Sam doesn't at all ever look at his kid and go, when we get home, we're gonna have a fucking long conversation about you being in the kitchen. <laughs> Seriously. Because it has antifreeze in it. But the thing that I don't get is, it's in the plastic bag. The plastic bag doesn't hit this fucking snowman and, and explode or melt or anything. It's still in the plastic bag. I don't know. Maybe it ate through the bag. But yeah, it burns through the snowman and you see like literal snowman flesh now. Yeah. Oh, it's great. He looks like fucking Chucky from part three, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I thought it looked really cool. Uh, it looks really great. It's gross and awesome because it's snowman with like bloody <laughs> flesh parts. <laughs> yeah. Imagine what a snowman would look like with innards. Okay. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. I love this because he's like, he's like, hey, he's like, hey, kid, what, what did you put in those oats? He's like, antifreeze. I didn't want you to get cold because it's cold outside. He's like, you're a fucking moron, but thank God you're stupid. I was frozen today. <laughs> For anybody that wants to defend this little shit, <laughs> that kid knew before the dad said anything, all he had to say was, what did you put in this? And he was like, I didn't want you to be mad at me. Oh, so you knew that you did something wrong. Yeah, sorry. So you knew that it wasn't right. You knew you weren't supposed to be putting an antifreeze in the fucking oatmeal. <laughs> you little bastard. I would have slapped the shit. I would have let the Jack Frost kill that kid. <laughs> I'd have fed my kid to Jack Frost right there because clearly I dodged a bullet. Yep. You go into the cooler. So out of nowhere, the fucking grandpa from Lost Boys shows up, apparently, because you hear that fucking that, that car horn and Paul is driving this pickup truck and hits uh, Jack Frost. He just runs him over. Well, OK, so he, basically the sheriff had told him, oh, yeah. Go get all this uh, antifreeze. Well, yeah, this is where he says, he's like, meet me back here in five minutes. He's like, go f take Ryan, go fill up your fucking bed of your truck with antifreeze. Meet me back here in five minutes. He's like, okay, I will do. Oh, yeah, I got a brand new display. 20% off. He goes to his fucking shop and he literally breaks through this like Christmas display to grab all this antifreeze and fills the truck uh, to the brim. Oh, yeah, sure does. So then Sam runs in the church 
And for the love of God, somebody put some weather stripping on these fucking doors because Jack melts again and like goes underneath the door, but it takes like super long this time. Yeah. And he's like trying, and Sam's trying to stop it with like with like Christmas drawings and a scarf and shit. I guess he's trying to make it so it takes him longer, but he's like just clogging up random exits in the room. Yeah. And then Jack Frost finally does show up in the room with his head half fucking missing and Sam basically charges him. Well, he's like holding him. He's like choking him out. Uh, Jack Frost is like choking out Sam and he like has this fucking icicle come out of his chest and like starts stabbing him with it. And he's like, oh, here you go. This whole movie, this guy's been on revenge for this guy and he killed and he thinks he kills him in like two seconds and he's like, well, you're dead. Can't wait to go kill your wife or whatever. This is definitely a mortal wound. I won't bother checking your pulse or anything like that. (laughs) That was confusing because he kept saying that he was stabbing him in the heart and it's on the opposite side of his chest (laughs) yeah it was very confusing (laughs) it's like that dude in kung pao who's like i am bleeding that makes me the winner (laughs) and he's like i'm stabbing you in the heart he's like you know where my heart is right he's like of course it is it's below your ribs (laughs) and then you hear paul pull up he like honks the horn or something (laughs) and sam opens his eyes like you didn't think it'd be that easy and he like pushes he pushes Jack Frost out a window that has a snowman painted on it <laughs> and fucking drops this guy like Undertaker dropping Rikishi off the hell in the cell <laughs> into this fucking back of this pickup full of antifreeze off like a two-story balcony. Um, It's pretty awesome and semi-scary because this truck is backing up as these guys are, this stuntmen are jumping out this window. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Rikishi and Undertaker, hell in a cell. I know, but like, if that truck was just a little bit too late, those motherfuckers would be on the ground. Yeah, but, but I, th- that, I think that actually also sells uh, sell Sean's point because, like, that truck they back up to the cell, like, Rikishi barely lands on that shit. Yeah, that's exactly. Wait, and isn't this where he, like, fucks up the joke? Where he goes, What's the difference between a snowman and a snow lady? And then he's supposed to say snowballs, but. I'm pretty sure he says no balls. I think that's the goof. Is it? Right, of that joke. Because <laughs> she, yeah, the snow lady doesn't have balls. Get it? Uh, regardless, he is he, he is killing Jack Frost. Jack Frost is screaming, but his arm his arm fell off. Yeah, Jack is also like dying like the T1000 and fucking T2. Oh yeah, that was a a missed opportunity for a, a storyline for the sequel where it's like when Clayface loses a little piece and then it thinks that it's a little girl, but then it's really not. That could have been that story. So you've also watched Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so lovely. And it becomes Sam's best friend. Yes. <laughs> Just like it becomes Gordon's best friend. <laughs> well, it also... that. It was in Harley Quinn, but it was also a story in the animated series for the 90s, too. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. The 90s one, like, wrecked me. I was like, oh, my God, but Robin was in love with her. It's a sad story, <laughs> and it's fucking really, really well well written. And Harley Quinn, Clayface loses a hand, and then it just grows arms and legs, but it's also still a hand. It talks like this, and it becomes Jim Gordon's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most hilarious thing ever. It's fucking awesome, because then Gordon's like, No! This is my partner. <laughs> Unfortunately, in this movie, uh, Jack Frost's hand doesn't become anybody's best friend. It tries to kill Ryan, actually. It becomes a towel that wraps around his face. They should have let it. That's what I said. I wish. Right? I know it should have killed him. That would have actually had like some consequences to this whole situation. Uh, I wish it killed that little shit. But no, 
Dad picks him up and dunks him under the fucking antifreeze, and it it, it, it dissolves. Don't swallow any of this, son. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep your mouth closed. Close your eyes, jeez. But then the best part is after he dunks the son in, the wife comes over and kisses him on the lips. And it's like, he's got antifreeze mouth, girl. You can't be kissing people like that. The two of you are sick as fuck right now. I hope you know. <laughs> Not only that, but you got a little fucking, you got a little mutant snowman on your lips, too. What if it, like, penetrates you and, like, grows inside of you or something true um oh you know what we missed that was actually a really fun part that i wish lasted way 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 longer when the dr manhattan guy was like possessed with jack frost oh my god how did we skip that that could have been a whole like 15 minute segment because i loved that that was cool jack frost walks out in a fucking edgar suit a stone suit yeah and he's like, he's all fucked up, and uh, <laughs> he, he's like, ah, fuck it. And he just starts throwing up like Problem Child 2, all this fucking white shit on the ground, and he- But his neck like bulges out like a frog. It was so cool. Dude, it's great. But I remember seeing it thinking like, oh, this is going to be really fun. Because it reminded me of like uh, Men in Black when yes. the bug is wearing the guy suit. Yeah. Edgar suit. Like, the way that he moved even was like, I don't know. I just thought it was great. Stone, your your skin's hanging off your bones. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm just full of snowman. That he then proceeds to vomit all over the place. Oh, it's fucking glorious. And then he dies. So, this fucking snowman is completely dissolved in the back of this pickup truck. Um, and they proceed to dump him into the jugs, the empty jugs of antifreeze, and then bury him? But, oh, 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 hold on. Let's zoom in on this one jug. It's bubbling. Oh, yeah, it's like the end of Ticks. Except they actually made a sequel of this one. I know. Yeah, and Ticks should have got a sequel. But it doesn't, isn't, the sequel starts with, like, not with, uh, it's not like the Clayface thing, like there's a piece of Jack somewhere. It's like somebody. No, it's like somebody, somebody accidentally cracks these open or opens them up somehow. Or some bullshit. They're, like, building a house or something. Yeah, and they disturb the the spot where they bury the, uh, the antifreeze. A descendant of Ernest P. Whirl puts his hand on on the grave and, and recites a few words. Yay, I call thee fourth Jack Frost. But what are the odds of that happening? <laughs> exactly. Like, it's so ridiculous, like, the way it happens in the second movie. And now that I know that there's an uncut version, it's probably way better. Yeah, and I think in the sequel, he's immune to antifreeze because he's, you know, he, he's essentially bonded with it now, so. Sure? I, yeah, question mark. Kind of don't hate that, but also, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it turns out there was a sequel, but uh, but for now it's just credits, and and that's that. <laughs> that's that's Jack Frost. So it is trashing through the snow. Um, what is what what gift is this under everybody's tree? Uh, I thought about this earlier. Uh, this is opening something and going, hey, cool, but this is much better for you, and handing it off to somebody else. <laughs> You have gotten no good gifts this year yet. It's it's like getting a sweater that you think is all right, but it doesn't fit at all. Actually, I got a hat at work that's like a it's a light up reindeer hat, but it doesn't fit my head at all. So I just had to give it away. My, like 15 year old me would go gaga over this. But like 34 year old me is like, this is no longer for me as as like as I th- inoffensive as I think it is. I don't think it's bad. It's ridiculous. And it's like it's just it, it is hilarious trash, but I don't, I can't get the same joy out of it as I got when I was a kid. So, like, I don't want to say it's a dumpster movie, 
maybe it is with less with far less malice than i would like anything else it's fine it's fun if you want to watch it i'm sure there's people out there who like it but it's not for me anymore i i just don't hate it but yeah it's okay it's fine this is the surprise gift that um from like a relative or or a sibling that you're not expecting and it's totally your brand and they they just really nailed it with uh picking out something uh special that that uh hits all your uh, your notes because uh, I fucking love this movie so much. And, like, I hadn't watched this. I haven't watched this in the past few Christmases because I just there's so many movies, right? And there's and there's only so, so much time uh, during the holiday to, to, to get to enjoy them. So I'm really glad we rewatched it for the show uh, during the season because uh, I had a fucking blast. There's bad jokes. There's some really great effects. Uh, the acting goes from actually really good to fucking horrendous there's a gay couple yeah there sure are and uh it's just it's got it's got all the things i want this is um when i think of b movies and bad movies that uh i love to pop on and watch um this is definitely uh and the embodiment of that right this is this is the weird trash that you want to find and enjoy the hidden gem if you will um i can't say the same about the sequel i remember not liking it that much but um but hell yeah, this is a su- surprise gift uh, and a nice revisit and uh, fucking funny as hell. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this is definitely a stocking stuffer for me. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, well, that's the thing. It could go either way with a stocking stuffer, right? You never know what you're going to get every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's just the idea of the stocking stuffer in general. It's 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 not under the tree... Uh, you know, you you don't necessarily get it handed to you. You just kind of, you, you know, you grab it off the mantle. You go through there. There's some candy, maybe some money or gift cards in there. Mm. A pack of gum. Uh, some bullshit that your uh your family or or your significant other threw in there as, just hey, what the hell? Hey, you like candy, right? We all like candy. Fuck it. Pez. Uh, yeah, yeah, greatest fucking candy in the world. Even get, <laughs> even get you a little snowman Pez uh, topper. I don't know. It's it's inoffensive. Well, I'm about to say it's inoffensive, but that that whole bathroom scene, kind of honestly, like, <sighs> it kind of puts it in the dumpster for me. To be perfectly honest, and it's it's probably surface level. Let me just get that out of the way because. If you excise that scene, I might be talked into putting this on the shelf with Baldwin. I don't know what happens there. Maybe the fucking statue bonds with Jack Frost, and then we got we got some serious trouble because now we got a, a Baldwin Akira statue that can turn into water at a moment's notice and fucking float around and kill people. <laughs> oh, no. But it's, uh, you know, that, that unfortunate sequence that I didn't need, uh, Mr. Mr. Mike Cooney needed for some reason. Uh, the the rest of the film is fine. I I kind of uh, enjoyed it to be perfectly honest. But uh, will I revisit it next year? Well, <laughs> probably not. Uh, get ready for for part two: Revenge of the Killer Mutant Snowman. Um, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna veto that right now. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't have a lot of uh, things to say. That was kind of my big uh, issue with this film. Everything else is fine. Uh, the kills are kind of original. Uh, they somehow made a Killer Snowman movie not suck, mm. uh, but they didn't make it be good either. So, uh, valiant effort, and uh, yeah, check it out if you haven't seen it is what I'll say. It's it, it it's totally worth seeing, and uh, I, it doesn't sound like the sequel is, so take that however you will. Sean's never going to eat a carrot again. <laughs>
I'll suck on that carrot all day and all night. Let's be honest. (laughs) I guess for me, uh, I kind of agree with all of you. Like, I liked the majority of the movie. I thought it was really campy and didn't take itself seriously. And there's actually some, like, truly funny, unironically funny lines in it. Oh, totally. I think, yeah, that one scene was like, (gasps) uh I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to feel. Yeah, really? It just takes you out of the movie, right? Yeah, it was like, is this happening? Oh my god, this this is happening. Um, (laughs) It's so absurd. But as far as like the kind of gift that it is, I think it's one of those gifts that you get from a family member that you think doesn't really know you and you have low expectations when you open it up and they get you something and at first you're like offended. You're like, oh my God, this is what you think of me? And then you're like, oh my God, give it to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take it back. I want it. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I think. Sounds about right to be honest. So yeah, Dave, uh let us let everybody know where they can find you again. All your your artwork and your photography and your uh your videos and stuff. Uh you can find me at uh davidalon.com, D A V I D A Y L L O N.com and I'm on Instagram as David Alon and I'm on uh Facebook and uh yeah, wherever you look, I'm I'm there or you can also find my work probably on the Pissy Miles social media accounts and the My Spooky Gay Family social media accounts because I do all that shit too. There you go. Uh, and don't forget, we got we got that brand new movie dumpster store. You f- you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas? Well, shit, get them a movie dumpster a beanie or or a, or a pom pom hat or or a, or a t shirt or a, you know a sweater perhaps a hoodie. Or or a or a long sleeve. We got all kinds of good stuff in there. Uh, help support your favorite show and get get somebody uh, something good. And also, if you want to support the show uh, on a monthly basis, you can jump over to that Patreon two, five, and ten dollar tiers. Uh, get yourself some movie dumpster swag. Support the show and access to uh, commentary tracks and minisodes and all that good stuff. And for no money at all, you can go over to that Apple Podcast, leave us a five star review um, because that. Uh, that really helps the show a lot. It helps it helps people find it easier. Give us that Christmas uh, holiday gift. The gift that keeps on giving all year, you know? <laughs> that it is, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that said, we'd like to thank all our patrons for their support. And we'd like to thank Hunter Davenport, Brendan Lemune, The Autistic Gamer 89, Christopher, Jacob Chavez, Leonardo Roberto Talavera Barocio. The spray bottle says Gorlami be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Gorlami special stuff. Woo! Amanda Tweed. Joe has a mustache. Dustin Elkins. Nick Lowry. Dalton Bell. Serge Murillo. Matt Collins. Tyler Monty. Lucio Fulci's butt. Julie Lockwood. Kyle MacDonald. Nicholas Walters. Justin Kiefer. Daniel Perhaps, Jacob Fonsbeck, Patrick Farmer, Tony from Hack the Movies, C.B. Smith, Arlen Haro, and John. Hurt. Possibly, yeah, possibly John Hurt. We still don't know. Uh, Thank you all for your support. Thank you guys so much. And keep an eye out because Haggerty and Dobby have the last film on the Trashing Through the Snow docket for you coming up. What are we talking about? It's a sick world, Joe. It's a sick world. (laughs) 
It is a sick world. Jingle all the way. I, I invoked it earlier in this episode. Jingle all the way. I'm looking forward to it. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Sinbad's greatest work. <laughs> it is. It's right up there. And yeah, I can't wait. I mean, you, you, you better put that cookie down and listen to that episode. I don't want to hear any bullshit about it. So that's it. That's Jack Frost from 1997, directed by Michael Cooney. Hey, everybody, if you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast, and make sure to leave us a five-star review if you dig the show, because it helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster and into more eardrums. Yeah, and if you're on the social medias, you can follow us at Movie Dumpster on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. And I'm David. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Looks like Christmas came a little early this year. (laughs) Well, hope it was good for you, honey. 